When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's not worth winning if you can't win Just like the ones I used to know. I didn't pull you, you didn't register at all. Damn it. What you do you mean? You, like your scream was non existent. That was Why the worst. Non existent. Because you scream, because you're too high pitched, girly Come little on. voice. Kevin. And you clapped in front of the thing too. I think that just blew it out. Damn it. For somebody who's been doing a podcast for like what two years now, Heath, your you know, your your knowledge of how sound works is zero. Yeah. Duh. All right. Let me just do redo the Kevin part then. I don't know. Actually, I think I, we, do I think we just leave that in. I think we just roll with it and <laughs> And you yell at me the whole yeah. time? Yeah. Just uh, give the people a little back, uh, back behind the scenes peek, you know, behind the curtain. Whatever, Brandon. You don't know <laughs> shit about anything. Anyways. Kevin! There you go. That, we, I heard that one. <laughs> Ka- Catherine O'Hara's Kevins are legendary. Dude, she's a, and she's a, I know I say this about everybody, but she's a national treasure. She really is. Her her <laughs> accents on Shit's Creek is oh, amazing. It's the only reason I watch the show, honestly. Yeah. Like, I watch it specifically just to listen how she's going to pronounce things. Kind of like Schmidt with New Girl. It's fantastic. Yeah. All right. Anyways, yeah. Brandon. She's amazing, though. Uh, we are here. It is the happy holidays. We are dreaming about a white Christmas. Christmas. Mm-hmm. But why are we doing this wonderful episode about Home Alone? The intro, if you guys didn't pick up on it because I yelled in a weird way, it was Kevin in the mirror, singing, lip-syncing, I guess, um, and then mixed in with Catherine O'Hara's Kevin. Yeah, the, the scream that nobody heard. Uh, but yeah, we're doing Home Alone. Scream heard around the world, Brandon. <laughs> we're doing Home Alone because it's Christmas and because there is the slimmest of all connections to the Mighty Ducks movies. And, and um, you know what? We we love Christmas uh, on the podcast. Like, you, you got a couple Christmas movie we, connoisseurs over here. Yes, you know, and like, we've, we, we've, we've already tapped out all the Ducks Christmas movies with uh, Love Always Santa yeah. and Turbulence. <laughs> 
And this is, so this is, here this we is, are. Now, now we're, this, we're, we're scraping the bottom of the barrel here for for the connections to the Mighty Ducks here. But there the is one. There is one. stretches. Yeah, there and, is one. And, and it's in it during a fantastic scene. So go ahead and, Brandon, tell the viewers why the fuck are we doing Home Alone and how does it connect with the Ducks? So for anybody who is not aware, uh, Matt Doherty, the guy who plays Averman, Les Averman in the Mighty Ducks franchise, Woo. he is also in Home Alone. He plays Stefan McAllister or Stefan. They never say his name, so I'm not exactly sure how he pronounces it. But he is uh, one of Kevin's cousins. I like so that, to think um, it's Stephen with a PH. Well, it's two. It's two Fs. It's oh, damn S T F F A N. Oh, I um, look at the and he and he lives in France, so you know I don't know I don't know how they pronounce it out there. That's yeah. true. Those those fucking French. <laughs> but so he's the he's the son of the brother that moves to France that they're all going to visit, and he is in exactly one scene. Yep. For exactly five seconds, seven seconds, uh, something maybe. like that. He Six has he has zero lines. He's just in the background. He's shaking yep. a present. Yep. Um, he's wearing a blue Hang- sweater. Uh, hanging out with his mom, who is yelling yes. at Uncle Frank. Dude, Uncle Frank is a real piece of work in oh, this yeah. movie. Like real cheap ass, real like yeah. that's the guy you that see, you don't want to have around. You can see where where all the kids get their shitty behavior from. They're yeah, it's, it's exactly why Uncle everyone's Frank. a dick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like why do you, you keep bringing your brother around? Everyone's a dick now. <laughs> like look at Buzz. Buzz has spent way too much time so with Frank- Uncle Frank. So the 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 one in France, the brother in France is Catherine O'Hara's brother, correct? You know, I I I, I, I if I remember correctly, when she's talking to to Joe Pesci the while he's dressed as a cop at the beginning, he she, she says, "I think we're going." I think she says, "We're going to visit my brother in France." Um, I think. But who's who is Frank? Her brother as well, or is Frank the dad's brother? I thought Frank was the dad's brother. That's what I picked up on. And he's just he's just mooching on a on a trip to France. He's like, if you guys are gonna go to France, I'm coming with you. you know? Yeah, because we gotta spend you gotta spend Christmas with family, Brandon. Duh. I mean, well, I assume they have other family as well besides the the France guy. Yeah, and, but... and for and and this family's way too big in the first place. Stop having fucking kids. There's no reason you should have this many kids. <laughs> it's a big family. It's, if you have. I'm Did you go, see I'm the, go, uh, the theories that the McAllisters are like an Irish mob in Chicago, and that's why they have so much money on the block? Have you have you seen uh, that theory on Reddit? No, I I mean, it doesn't really make sense. You would and think. That's, that's why he feels sketchy around the cop right away. Like, am I under arrest? And then, like, you never really understand what, you know, he does, and how can they afford a $10,000 trip? Do you think him? if he, you think if they were... The Irish mob in Chicago, the the burglars would know not to hit the house, right? Why would they hit a mob house? That's that's a good point. That's a that is a good hole to. I, why don't you hop on Reddit and <laughs> can, really do that for me, Brandon? Go sure, go argue sure. with some internet trolls for a little bit about Home Alone. That's a that's a great uh, way to spend a Saturday. All right, so let's but, get, uh, let's uh, get that, back. That, but Averman scene, and and I love that scene that Averman's into, and I looked so fucking hard for Averman because you told me he was in this will, movie, but you, if you blink, you'll miss him. 
Yeah. And so like I was looking so hard for him the whole movie. It was like a game I was playing and I and I missed it the whole time because you didn't tell me where he was in the movie before I watched it. I just watched it. Right. Um, But that was a game I was playing and I didn't win. (laughs) But I love that scene because the mom is yelling at Uncle Frank. It's like, hey, Frank, the shrimper for later. And he's just he is just pretending like he doesn't hear her from like two feet away. Yeah. Well, he does that. And then at the beginning, when they order the pizza, he pretends like he doesn't have any money. He's like, oh, yeah, it's he's all, like, oh travelers, travelers checks. Oh, my God. Uncle Frank is the worst. Yeah. Look what you did, you little jerk. <laughs> Who says that to an eight-year-old? Only a psycho only says that. But yeah, Uncle, Uncle Frank is, uh, is a real piece of work. The whole family, honestly. Like the, the the first the the first little house scene is my favorite chaos. chaos. Did you have a big family, Brandon? Like, did you have a lot of like extended cousins and stuff? Because you know, I'm from a small town in the Midwest. We had mom's side with. I mean, the whole family. Yeah, the whole town. The whole town's your family. (laughs) We're basically Fast and the Furious and Wayne, dude. (laughs) Uh. I mean, I, I, I had a, a probably an average size family. So did um, you experience like Christmas chaos like this where it was? Well, just... my family is a million times more well-behaved. So I experienced Christmas bliss with everybody sitting mm-hmm. down, respectful manners. Actually, I take that back. My family's terrible. But uh, <laughs> it, it, it was not nearly this chaotic. I don't, Mine I don't wasn't think. either, but, it, I was, but there was I'm, still some chaos. I'm like the second youngest. I think the only one younger than me is my my sister. So like I would have been fully like I I would have been a little young for all that chaos. Like the the yeah. ones I remember is when everybody else you know was in high school and mm. a little more um well behaved. So like the the it was the early ones were probably this chaotic and I was probably the ringleader of the Dude. chaos. Yeah, and you're just maybe a little too little to fully. I was only remember it. Yeah, and I oh I was I was a terrible I was a terrible kid. I was always like I, I was to, always I was, well behaved at these because you didn't want the wrath of Mama D when you got back home. You know. Oh, that's like, right. You, you know, like See, I didn't. You, I didn't have that kind of structure. Yeah, that's that's it, it was there was there were re, I I there was accountability for me from like the age of 4. You know, like it was <laughs> it was strict accountability for all of my actions and so you know that's that's why you get the I'll, I'll wonderful t- well adjusted adult. I'll tell you uh I'll tell you this that. one story of me as a kid that will perfectly sum up a my family and my uh me as a kid. So when I was like three or four years old right running around causing trouble i was a big fan of um shoulder punches right oh my god so i go up with my little three-year-old arms and i'd like punch my cousins in the shoulder right just boom and then i'd run away right boom hit and run gone and uh after a while my cousins were like this is so goddamn annoying we got to do something about it so one of my older cousins miles he goes up to my dad I think Miles, so I'm like four or five at the time, three or four, something like that. Miles, I want to say, is 15, right? Yeah. Somewhere in there. Uh, he goes up to my dad, and uh, he's like, hey, Kirk, um, your kid's being a piece of shit and punching everybody. Can you tell, can you, can we wrangle this up? And my dad goes, just hit him back. And so, 
So the next time I go up to Miles and I hit him in the shoulder and he winds up and fucking socks me right in the face. <laughs> oh my god, in the face. That's yeah. fantastic. Okay. That, that was is... that was the last time I hit anybody. That's <laughs> That is a great. I was expecting like him to wallop your shoulder back. No, that's like square in the face. You just said that square they were the well, everyone was well behaved. You lied, <laughs> Brandon. You're a fucking liar. I mean, in, in his defense, My God. in his defense, he let it go on pretty long, you know, before he before he snapped, you know. <laughs> just I was expecting shoulder pop, like you know, because that's what would have happened in in my family. But man, the face—that's yeah. that's it was else. a honestly, it was a very valuable lesson I learned. It was the last time I ever hit anybody. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, let's that's that's amazing. That's amazing. But before we dig into the the movie, you might not have an opinion, but are you more Home Alone one or Home Alone two? So I am going to be completely honest with you. I don't remember Home Alone two at all. I God be... fucking damn it, Brandon. <laughs> why? What's wrong with you? First of all, Averman's not in Home Alone 2, so... And, well, why would you not... Oh, my God. Okay, so... I, I, don't, I don't think he is. I should double-check that. Home Alone 2 is amazing. The The Lost in New York one, it's... That was came out, like, right... It was, like, a few years after this one, so I was, like, full cognizance. I was in full Macaulay Culkin mania. Like, you don't get it. It was, like, Bieber mania type of thing. Yeah. Like, he was... He was everywhere. He was in fucking Pepsi commercials and stuff. Like, he, Richie Rich. Do you remember that movie? Oh, like... Talk about this. This whole movie is a Pepsi commercial, man. When they're yeah. when they're eating the pizza and his uh yeah. his his uh, little brother Kieran, um uh I mean that that's a wild thing too. Did you ever watch Succession? No. Uh, well, Kieran's one of the main guys, uh, the actors in Succession, and oh, so to really? watch watch him uh as like a little kid just chugging Pepsi and then like hey hey fooler yeah, and then that he gives that little Lay sly, off the Pepsi that, that sly ass grin he's like yeah. I'm gonna pee all over everyone dude <laughs> <laughs> all right so we let's let's dig into the movie because this is great so anyways I go back and forth between Home Alone 1 and Home Alone 2 being my favorite Home Alone 2 has like the the talk back the 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 walkman talk boy remember those oh yeah I'm yeah, saying yeah. it wrong but those yeah. that's why i love that one but this movie is amazing uh my mom hates this movie because it was just one of those <laughs> movies as a kid if it it was on all the time you know yeah. it wasn't always and if it was on it was on you know the tv and it was getting played and we've recorded it on vhs and i watched it all the time so mama d hates it she's over it she just she hates thinks it because she's seen brat. it too much yeah, oh she's seen right. it too yeah. much the kid's a brat you know Physical how does humor. She, how does she feel about Dennis the Menace? She a big Dennis the Menace fan? No, brat. Yeah, that makes sense. That's yep. real shithead kids. <laughs> All right, so we we come into a beautiful introduction into the movie. We see this amazing, gorgeous house in Chicago. The house is fucking insane. John Hughes, like Chicago suburb in his finest, right? Right, John Hughes and John Hughes, and, yeah, right, right, um, writer and director. Did he direct no, it? The, no, the director it, was that one guy that does a lot of kids' movies. It's Christopher Columbus. I knew it was like a name that was like, although he, goes, he just goes, he just goes director name, but okay, yeah, okay. which is under, understandable. What's the what's the song? Christopher if Columbus. If your last, if your last name is ocean Co blue in fourteen ninety two, do you remember that? 
Do you remember yeah. that like song? Like yeah. The Nina, the, the Pinta, the Santa Marina. I don't know, dude. I got it. The, the, the Santa Maria, the I think it's the Pinta and the Nina. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. right. I don't know. But Anyways. like, uh, if your last name is Columbus, why, why would you name your kid Chris? American hero back in the day, not anymore. <laughs> but back in the day, See, that's why you don't you don't name you, you don't name kids after people. You don't name shit after people. It's, oh, you, you mean like the genius parents that name their daughters Daenerys? That's okay. I mean, that, turned, out, turned out to be a cold blooded killer. For, okay, we're gonna get into this again. She was always a cold blooded killer. I know, Brandon. I'm just saying that it was much more subtle before, and people are stupid. And I, so honestly, honestly, I'm not convinced that those people didn't deserve it the also wait hold on can we talk about the intro to this movie too of the cop just sitting in the doorway like just, someone... i wrote that down. i was like joe pesci just walked in and just sat just sat in the middle of the doorway for for an hour was he there for an hour I'm, i so i'm assuming that a kid op- answered the door because that's what kids do right like they go and answer the door and it's a cop and the, he, he's like oh can i come in they're like sure and then they would like run off because that was the vibe i was yeah. getting well the, the, him, when he was ans- asking them questions and they would just that was my favorite my, just, no my zero, parents i don't live zero here. zero self-awareness from everybody in the room like dude, was, like let's let's pay there's a there's a stranger in the house again this is like fucking 90s bullshit where everybody you just trusted everybody yeah you just, just let the you, cop you in just, you deserve you deserve to get murdered. You deserve it. Well, you let cops in; they're untrustworthy. Uh, my, I love the sword fight between the brothers on on the stairs too. Yeah. As that was going by, dude. That was. Did you ever have like toy swords and stuff? Very nineties. Oh, yeah. I, had I just, uh, I just had a uh, a lightsaber battle with my buddy's kid the other day. Uh, crushed, <laughs> crushed him. <laughs> he fucked him up. Oh yeah. That's <laughs> uh, it's uh, order six sixty six, right? Exactly. Exactly. Taking out the Although he was, uh, <laughs> I was, I was the good guy because he oh, he, he was the Sith. He's a big the his the he's a big Darth Vader guy. So he was like, I'm Darth Vader. So, Ooh. yeah. Hope he's okay. In the future. <laughs> well, uh, we'll see. We'll give it a couple of years. See how that turns out. <laughs> the uh, oh, you know, I not to like jump all the way back, but Catherine O'Hara. Um, I watched Beetlejuice this year for the first time in forever, and I forgot. That like she was in it, yeah, and yeah, she's the mom. She is so good in that movie too. I was she's like, amazing. Oh, oh, I love her. Anyways, um, but yeah, so I loved this introduction to the. It gives the full spectrum of introductions, right? Like yeah. to the family of all the different kids, the know-it-all kid, like the shitty kids, Buzz being Buzz. Oh man, the to, uncle, gotta, uncle Frank. You know, we, oh. we gotta we gotta talk about. Well, for, first off. We we have to mention the the kid from Pete and Pete, the Adventures of Pete and Pete. Oh yeah, the older brother from the Adventures. He's yeah. one of the kids sword fighting. Yeah. yeah. Um, just to point that out. And then we also we gotta talk about Buzz is Buzz's room. Well, we'll room. get there. We're not we're not quite there yet, Brandon. Cause we got um when we we get I wanna talk about them telling the aunt telling Kevin that he has to pack his own suitcase. Like, what is wrong with this family? And, like, why are they treating this little eight-year-old boy who is kind of adorable like like an asshole? And, like, maybe he is an asshole, but, like, you you can't expect an eight-year-old kid to pack his suitcase to France. I don't know. That's true. 
The, you, the, uh, you you can expect him to to get it going, right? Like, like go yeah. get the bag, grab some underwear, and then I'll yeah, meet you. And I'll meet you in there, and we'll we'll make sure everything's in there. We'll finish. Yeah, this. we'll get you your Christmas outfit. We'll get you your PJs. Yeah. We'll get you your travel clothes. Like, what yeah, the fuck to, is to, wrong with this family? To make him, yeah, to make him do it by himself. And then I love how every other every kid's told him toilet paper and water. Yeah. But every other kid is like, you're gonna pack a suitcase? You can't do that. You're so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then they're like, hey, guess what? You have to share the hide bed with Fuller. If he drinks anything, he's gonna wet the bed. <laughs> oh my god. And then yeah, and then we get Buzz's room, which is amazing with the tarantula. Yeah, the tarantula. He's got it. So I I, a, I wrote it down, right? I got a whole list, right? The iced tea poster. Did you write the, that down? He's got the iced tea poster. He's got a life-size Jordan cutout. But then he also has a huge Isaiah Thomas poster. And that's where I got kind of lost. Because you can't mm. have Isaiah you can't have and Michael MJ and Isaiah. No. no. You, gotta, yeah. you gotta pick a side. Yeah. Um and then he also had uh he had a sweet uh this is when he's talking to the the other uh the I think it was the Pete and Pete guy about no, uh, it's the, oh, no, it's, 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 it's the, other, the one. other one. Yeah, he's talking to the other kid about um French girls and their armpit hair. Yeah. Um, which like Buzz, it's just a little armpit hair. Don't be so afraid of it. you it's fine, <laughs> dude. It's fine. Relax. You sniff it a little bit. <laughs> but he has uh but behind him is like a is a California girls poster. Uh, and it's just a bunch of girls in bikinis. Uh, and it says California girls all big. I thought that was pretty good. And then, uh, not to jump ahead, but I, I love when uh, fucking uh, Kevin's going through it and he finds the the photo of his girlfriend. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did you, fun fact about that photo, um, if you didn't know this, it's actually the, um, it was someone from the movie. It's their kid. It's their son because they felt bad having a girl do it. So they put their son in a wig and had him take the picture. And and I thought that was really nice. I always yeah. thought it was a girl for the longest time. I was like, Ugh. Buzz's I, girlfriend. Whoa. I, said, I put in my notes his uh his girlfriend's not not a not much of a looker. Well, and when he grabs the like Playboy that, that, and he's like, if, nobody if, has any clothes on. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was like, God damn it. That's the nineties, like Did you? But uh, I, was, I, I, I was like, yeah, his girlfriend's not much of a looker. Like, if that's if that's his, no offense to the 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 boy in a wig, but if that's his girlfriend, you know, armpit hair is the least of his worries. That's that's a very good point. He's getting he's getting pretty picky for yeah yeah. <laughs> what we're doing here. Big, um, beggars, beggars can't be choosers here, Buzz. And and we got to talk about, like the the like the youthful story of old man Marley, the South Bend oh, shovel dude. slayer. That I was wrote... my, I've got the full I've got the full thing here, Brandon. It's the South Bend shovel slayer. Back in '58, he murdered his family in half the block with a snow shovel. He's been hiding out ever since. There wasn't enough evidence to convict him because they never found the bodies. So he walks up and down salting the sidewalks and his garbage can full of salt is where he keeps the victims and the salt turns their <laughs> bodies to mummies amazing i have in my notes multiple times that like this is this is who i want to be when i'm older is the is the, the, the guy that everyone thinks is a serial killer? Yeah, the the recluse neighbor who like people make up rumors about. That I want the, that's that's my dream, dude. That's my dream, dude. We had Crazy Bud 
that was on my block. His name is crazy, <laughs> crazy but <laughs> he he had this huge fucking sign on his garage that he would light up and it would say the man with the most toys wins. <laughs> oh my god. And he would throw like <laughs> And he would take. <laughs> that was not at all what I thought was going to be this message, but I love it. It's amazing. Yeah, dude. And it would point to his garage full of like shit, you know, and he would take like, and and we would always walk down his part of the alley because he would take like the fool's gold rocks and he would throw like a whole bunch out there and we would always go pick them up. My mom be like, hey, quick, go pick up fucking rocks and crazy buds alley. Yeah. When crazy, America, man. Fucking crazy, crazy bud. bud, dude. The man who has the most toys wins. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> dude, I fucking love that guy. See, that's that's the dream, dude. That's what I want. I want to be that's crazy you bud. You would be crazy bud of, yeah. of whatever town you <laughs> the crazy bud of Broomfield. <laughs> yeah. Um, and okay, so after the buzz, um the buzz scene with his room, this is a I gotta shout this out because this is a big Mike favorite. The drivers always hitting the statue in oh, the yeah, front. Yeah. Like for some reason, my dad every time <laughs> hitting that statue every time. But the fucking pizza guy flying around the corner and then t- wiping out the statue. Did yeah. you see what the statue was? It was just like a weird. Yeah, like, I think it was just like a like okay. a like a Greek person yeah. or some or Romans like somebody in a toga, right? I think is what it was. I don't know. I was is little Nero's to. real? Uh, Little Nero's pizza, the pizza that they had. I meant to Google it. I forgot. Are you going to Google it really quick? Because um, their prices weren't bad for, you know, especially 1990, um, 10 pizzas, 12 bucks a piece, you know, 122.50. So it wasn't bad for all those pizzas. Only getting one cheese pizza for that many kids, though. That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. And it was like they got like nothing but like olives and shit. Is like, yeah, they got like the weirdest pizza super, order. Like, why would you get four supreme pizzas with all those kids? You get a pepperoni, two cheese. You're gonna keep that shit basic. I don't know, whatever. So it's not. I don't think it's real. I found a Facebook. Uh, it looks Group. like some somebody a couple years ago started a pizza place and stole the name. Yeah, but um, they're closed now. But yeah, it's not a real thing. Apparently, it's a play. It's a, a play on Little Caesars. Oh, nice. That's what I, I mean, that's what I always thought of, but that's, that's you fine. Can get um, a, you can get a Little Nero's pizza hat on Amazon for 20 bucks, though. Oh, you can get a jacket for 60, dude? This jacket looks pretty fucking tight. Is it like the old school 90s, like satin delivery yeah, jackets? Yeah, yeah, Fuck yeah, dude. That's awesome. Dude. And it's like white with the. With the red. With the red and green, like Italian flag cuffs, dude. Fuck oh. yeah. That's that's awesome. Um, and then we know what time it is. It's pizza time. Kevin's like running through, waving his hands. That's amazing. And then as Kevin is sauntering into the kitchen, we get the mom, like this is 90s too, telling everyone to drink milk with their pizza. <laughs> way too much, way too much dairy. It's that's Everyone has a stomach ache the next although day at the I do, airport if you're drinking milk with pizza. Oh, dude. Um, although I do understand they're going on a long trip. She doesn't you want know, to leave it in the fridge, you know. I get that, but um, 
especially when there's I Pepsi to, available. You're not, you're not, you're not drinking milk with, and then, and then to like influence I to, it, I blame them. There's, there's just 20 fucking cups of milk sitting on the counter. Nah, anyways, I used to be a, I used to be a big milk guy when I was growing up. My, my family, my family fell hard and fast for those uh, got milk ads, man. We were, oh. we were pounded milk. So I got really lucky. Um, Mama D had cows on the farm when they grew up and they did not have the time nor the money to pasteurize and do those types of things. And so my mom grew, grew up drinking raw cow's milk and has lost all taste for it. And I I lost all taste for it too. I, she never made us do that. Like she never made us like I could, I only drank milk with cookies. I used to, me and my sister used to pound milk, man. And then, yeah. like, my my sister had, uh, like, like a bunch of, like, stomach issues growing up. And then when she was, like, 16 or 17, somewhere in there, she, uh, like, cut back real hard on dairy and, like, stopped drinking milk was, like, the big thing. And yeah. she was like, oh, my God. My stomach is so, I, my stomach is so much it's better. So much I don't better. I don't feel terrible 25, 24 hours a day. Yeah. It's probably all the dairy, and I was like, you know what, that's not a bad idea. So then I stopped drinking it too, and I haven't had it in I haven't had a glass of uh of like regular milk. I'll, I'll do oat milk every once in a while. Um, like if I'm eating Some, cereal, sometimes I like get that, it but spicy, I and I'll I'll do I'll get crazy. I'll do some chocolate milk. Oh, yeah. see that I I was a, that was a big thing. I was yeah. a that was my thing was chocolate milk. Did you um, have to cut your chocolate milk with white milk or were you no, not poor? No. I used to go to, we used have to, to we, we, we used to have to cut our chocolate milk with white milk because the chocolate milk was so expensive that <laughs> it would need to last for a certain amount of time. And so um, you would fill your glass three quarters of the way up with chocolate milk and then a quarter of the way up with regular milk. Oh God, no. I used to, uh, I was a big fan. I used to uh, skate, like skateboard a bunch yeah. when I was in high school. Um, and we would do it like late at night because uh, me me and my buddies uh, worked at like a like the, the mini golf place I was talking about. Um, yeah. And so what we would do is after we'd close that down at like 11 o'clock, we would go to the skate park that was like right, right next door. Yeah. And just skate from like eleven to like two a.m. I was a die, brother. Big fan of uh, you know swinging by the gas station on the way, grabbing a little like half gallon of chocolate milk and just pounding nice. that while I'm skating. Yeah, dude, that's I love like like in the morning some donuts and chocolate milk. Oof. See, I I haven't had I haven't it's had a real treat. I haven't had chocolate milk. I haven't had uh. I haven't had that shit in years or regular milk. I just do the occasional, like if I'm, if I'm drinking coffee and I it like need some sort of cream or something, I'll do yeah. oat milk. Mm. But other than that, no more milk. Cause yeah, milk is, it's just, it's not worth it. It's uh, it will ruin your life. Yeah. Um, I do want to jump back to the buzz room scene really quick because we missed a key buzz line where Kevin is asking Buzz if he can sleep on the floor because he doesn't want to sleep on the hide bed with Fuller and get peed on. Uh, and yeah, Buzz don't, don't responds, want to sleep on the piss bed. Yeah, you know, no pee pants, but Buzz <laughs> responds with a with a gem. He says, I wouldn't let you sleep in my room if you were growing on my ass. That was a great line. That's a great line. Dude, fucking Buzz. Uh, did, I mean, but like, did you have friends that had older brothers? Cause like, that's not super far off 
from like our friends older brothers would like in also you know like when i was like 10 11 12 that was the height of the height of the attitude era and so like our brothers friends we would have like they would like set up wrestling matches between like us as kids it was like cockfighting (laughs) i didn't have any friends who had older brothers now that i think about it i had uh got my head put in a mailbox once so i was talking shit yeah, I didn't have any friends that had older brothers, but uh, like my my older cousins, yeah, I got I got like the wrestling matches. Okay. I remember I uh, we they had a there's the the same uh, so so Miles the one that punched me in the face. Um, he he had two younger brothers that were older than me, so all, all of them were older than me. But they had yeah. trample they had a trampoline in the backyard. Oh, nice! Um, and we used to do wrestling matches all the time. And I remember yeah. one time, um, I came down on the springs and broke a rib. That was rough. Ooh. Yeah. Was rough. Yeah, I broke a toe but, uh, on a trampoline once. It's just you're you're gonna break something there. Uh, no yeah. What. But yeah, but yeah, that was that was the. I didn't have any older brother or friends that had older brothers. The only one, uh, Doug had an older sister. That's uh, that was the that's the ice skating family. Oh, nice. So, yeah. Um, but every, yeah, everybody else was the oldest, which is weird now that I think about it. Yeah, and like sometimes my friends were the older brother. Like we used to, I like say, I was I, just talking I to was, my. I was for sure the older brother. I was for sure Buzz. I was for sure, okay. you know, terrorizing my little sister. Nice, you know, telling her, okay. telling her shit like, "I, I hate you. Don't grow on my ass." Stuff like that. You know. Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, my sister did a great job of convincing me I was adopted when I was a little <laughs> kid, and like she had. <laughs> The worst part was that she had such good points that, like, she got in really Dude. big trouble because, like, I didn't look like. I mean, you see my family; I'm like huge, and they're all like short with brown hair. Uh, that reminds me, I was on a, I went on a trip. Uh, we we have an aunt, uh, like a great aunt that lives in San Francisco, and me and my sister went to visit her uh, one time for Thanksgiving. Yeah, and she has a she has a crazy nice condo in San Francisco, but it's like. One of the bedrooms has uh it's it's like a I don't know what they call it, but it has uh a door on each side. So like you can walk straight through oh, nice. um, the, okay. the room. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Um, I, and so yeah, I can, I and like the light the light switches were in like the perfect spot to where like you could like you know you could you could turn a light on and then be on the other side. Uh, like uh, completely away from the light switch in like a second. Yeah. Um, and so uh, that whole we were there for like uh, like a week, and that whole week I was just uh fucking with my sister. I can conv- I I convinced her the the condo was haunted because I was like turning on lights, and then I'd be <laughs> over there and then just doing shit like that, like not not knocking on the bathroom door while she's in there, and then you know you know acting like I didn't do shit like that. Um, uh, ruined her trip. Me. Really? Yeah, <laughs> God, you're the worst. All right, so let's jump back to the movie because, um, speaking of Buzz, we get Kevin saying, "Did anyone order me a plain cheese pizza?" And Buzz says, uh, "Yeah, but if you want some, we're gonna have to barf it up because it's all gone." And that's and and this is Should where have a, I mean, in in the family's defense, Kevin, like, did you ask for a cheese pizza? I don't think you Obviously, did. if they ordered one, they, it's, you're supposed to know to order the littlest one of cheese pizza. That's a, it's you a gotta, brainer, brainer. You gotta, you gotta speak up. Is all I'm saying, Kevin. You can't expect people to just know. You gotta, if you want, if you want something, say something. 
It's Brandon, he's eight years old and a huge he's, family. He's he got probably to, did say he's something. Got, he's got to learn. Because they didn't even learn. know who ordered the pizza. Like the mom was asking, did someone order the pizza? Exactly. So, so like, how, how, would they, how would they know to get a cheese pizza if they didn't even know who ordered the pizza? Well, either way, Buzz starts fake barfing all over. Ke- give me, Kevin, give me a plate. <laughs> I forgot. So like watching this back, I was like, you know, as a kid, I didn't pick up that he was fake barfing the first time I watched it, I think. And I thought he was actually barfing. Um, or that, like, like what did you think he was doing? And, and but like, I because I thought that like when Kevin punched him, I thought he went from play barfing to actually barfing, but I don't think he ever actually barfed. Um, but as a, no, as a just, kid, I always thought he actually all, barfed. Yeah, no, we just spilled a whole gallon of milk. That's all. Yeah, and then yeah, Kevin wallops him into the milk, and uh, <laughs> Fuller gets stuck in the chair with his <laughs> that glasses. That was so weird. That's like, <laughs> the passports are covered in fucking milk. Could you imagine how disgusting oh. well, those they, passports are? They they put it in the microwave. Oh my god, they would have started on <laughs> fire, Brandon. The passwords would start on fire in the microwave. Have you ever like heated like microwaved milk? Like it's not a it's, it's gross. Not, yeah, it's not it's good. Gonna stink. That's it. Like their passports are gonna stink like rotten milk. Yeah. Uh anyways. Um and that's where we get Uncle Frank way overreacting. Look what you did, you little jerk. Well, yeah, well, yeah, he they all overreact. He calls him a little jerk, and then the the Pete and Pete guy calls him a disease. Yeah, well, and no one being like, yo, Uncle Frank, cool it, number one. And then, you're such a disease, Kevin. Hey, buddy, shut the fuck up. Not your problem. You know, like mom and dad, let's, yeah. let's pull the reins on these kids. You can't let them talk to each other like that. No wonder no, your household just, is like yeah. this. Dude, the amount of, like, the amount of therapy these kids are going to need to go through My just God. not, not even from this traumatic incident that happens, but just from the, the way they talk to each other. Yeah. Just this, these are not going to be well, you know, developed children. They're going to no, go out to the real world. They're going to have real self-confidence problems. Now, Buzz is probably going to, you know, get a, you know, be a, a cop for police brutality. That's what I see in his future. He is. A, <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that. Cause I, I, before we started recording, I told you, I watched, uh, because they, they did it, they made a new sequel to this in 2021 um, for Disney Plus. And guess who? Oh, that's uh, right. I guess refuse who play, to watch those. Yeah. Guess who plays a cop in it? Buzz. Buzz. Yeah, it's very um, fitting. Um, <laughs> very fitting. Um, and I mean, and the it, dude's af- the dude is afraid of armpit hair. Like, come on, grow up, bro. And I. This next part, when the mom is taking Kevin upstairs, she does a terrible job of explaining why he's in trouble. And this is like, a this is this is a prime. It's been a while since we've done this, Heath, but this is a prime example. This is a prime instance for Brandon's, Brandon's parenting corner yeah, on how on what not to, what not to do. <laughs> That's they they send him up to the attic where he's like, it's scary. It's like Fuller will be up in a second. He's like, he's gonna pee all over me. Like, what the <laughs> fuck is wrong with you people? Like, fine, go. Sit in this scary attic by yourself. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, although to be fair, like I was a basement kid, like I got too big too fast. And so Big Mike like redid the basement really quick, like 
and made it so that I could go be a adolescent disaster down there without doing any real damage and my mom killing me. Right. Um, that's what this family needed. And that's what that attic space could have been. But instead it was just like a terrifying space. But anyways, yeah, it wasn't that scary. I mean, the, the putting him in the attic, I don't think it was that. For an eight year old though, that's scary, dude. The attic was there was like it was like it was legit like a bedroom. There was toys everywhere. Dude, I, um, I, I don't know. As someone who I'm, my her, sister and I will fight my parents to the death. Like our house on First Street was haunted, man. And like going up in, like I could hear people walking above my bedroom all the time in the attic. Going down into our basement after dark as a kid, it was I would like sit at the top of the stairs and I would. And then I would oh, sprint down, pull up the freezer, grab what I needed real quick, close the freezer, ah, back <laughs> up. And and it was just a desperate sprint from the basement so I wouldn't uh, get murdered by the demons that lived down there. In my the uh the one of the houses we were in growing up um was for sure haunted as well. Yeah, it's like we the had... furnace thing too, it's the same thing. I don't understand. Oh, you don't see, I, I didn't, with the kid on this. I didn't get. See, I was the opposite. So, so the basement we had was for sure haunted. So we lived there for like, like twelve years or so, twelve, eleven yeah. years, something like that. We had we had two different dogs during that time, and then we would have like my grandma would bring over her dog and all that kind of stuff. Not a single dog that ever stepped foot in that house would go in the basement. You could you couldn't get them in the basement. Um, and then that's telling. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I had the opposite reaction of Kevin. Like when I was down there in the basement, the furnace was my my buddy. That because it was it was it was warm. It had like a little fire, had the the light going. So even if the, all the lights were out, I was like I could still see a little bit. Yeah, I was like the the furnace was my safety net instead of being the thing I was afraid of. I was like this thing. Furnace sends your back. Which comes to shove, I'll throw the demon in the furnace. Yeah, good to go. <laughs> All right, let's let's get back to the movie because we've there's so much of this movie to talk about, but there's so many amazing side tangents to go on as well. (laughs) Um, But this is where, um, but as we close the door on Kevin getting put upstairs, because like this is what makes it viable that they forgot about him. Like this, they actually do a pretty good job. Yeah, the pure chaos of everything that's going on, Um, and then you got fucking Mitch ruining the goddamn day. Right, that was the the, the neighbor kid that showed up. Oh that my god! And like, and like, I it's like I don't know if it maybe it was like Wayne thing. Like that's not a like I'm sure people now be like, why was that kid in there? Like there was always a neighborhood kid oh, in yeah, everyone's yeah, yeah. business, you know, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. just like checking shit out. I like how he takes a fucking picture. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, anyway, yeah, so we yeah we we had we had the we had multiples of those kids just fucking <laughs> mobbing around the neighborhood, being like just like sticking their head in your garage. What's going on? Yeah, like, hey, what are you up to? Get the fuck out of here, bro. (laughs) I want to hang out with you, man. Um, Yeah, so, and and this Kevin wishes that his family would disappear, and she's like, you know, it would be real sad if you woke up. Say it again. Maybe it'll come true. I never want to see any jerks again. She didn't handle it. This this was... This was a rough, rough go for Brandon's parenting corner. Yeah. Um, So it's like, just just say it again. Wish will come true. Yeah. And then we see we see Father Christmas in that in that wreath, and he's, you know, a storm rolls in, knocks out the power, uh, and the as an adult, you can feel like that moment of your alarm didn't go off, and it's it's almost too late, and oh, yeah. and it like that 
feeling of panic that they like that oh, she for, does such especially a good for job. a flight yeah, like to Paris and with all those kids in the holidays, like she does such a good job with their Peter. Yeah. We slept in. <laughs> oh my God. It was so, and then it's just pure chaos. And like, it, and that is why it makes so much sense that they left him. And I feel so bad for like the oldest cousin who is going to visit her mom and dad in Paris that does the counting because it's kind of her fault. Oh, it's 100% her fault. You know, and it, and so, but that's where well, we I don't get... know about hundred percent. I don't know. Again, why, why? Why are we? If you're the if you're the parents, why are we delegating the the head count? That should that's be true. Like, that's a know. good point. That's 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 not a good delegation. But that neighbor kid bugging the van drivers <laughs> is fantastic too. Do these vans get good gas mileage? Is this an automatic? <laughs> Best, Gee, I don't know, kid. Get out of here. The best part is he, he just kept he, he didn't would never give them enough time to answer the question before yeah, he asked just, the next one. Just keep keep on firing. Oh my god. It was just it was it was so good. And then yeah, I love her. She's like, you know, six kids, four adults, two drivers, and a partridge in a pear tree. Yeah. Um, and then we get the iconic scene in the airport that could never, ever in a million years ever still, happen again. But you can still run, run in the airport. Well, but like you, I guess maybe they would just have to, they'd have to be like, okay, so we've got two hours left. We can still make this flight because 45 minutes, that's not a. Oh, no. I wrote, yeah. I wrote that this, I mean, I think I mentioned this is, is before we recorded. Talk about a pre 9 11 airline experience. Yeah. 40, yeah. Like 40, would... they, they, they left with four, they left the house with 45 minutes. I don't know where, wh- what's um, suburban part of Chicago they're in, but to get to like O'Hare yeah. is a nightmare. Yeah. I would imagine it was, it was a nightmare back in the 90s too. Uh, so yeah, I there's there's I I would be shocked if they even got to the airport in 45 minutes. Yeah, it's a, that's what I'm saying. They would have to have like completely changed their time frame. Yeah. <laughs> it's just um, not realistic. And then yeah, getting everybody through, and it's an international flight, customs. Yeah, it just yeah, because and and once again, we talked about this a little bit offline, but like name a time that you've been less than 30 minutes in customs, yeah. and it's it's the rarest thing in the world. Like, it's well, then, just... The, the, so but then, I did uh, love that run, run, yeah. Rudolph. Like, that was just awesome. It's a good scene. And then the the scenes of them on the airplane were driving me insane, too, because so they well, they, they come up uh, on the gate, and they're like, hey, we're here, we're here, we didn't miss it, right? And she's like, no, no, you're good. They hand her a stack of tickets. She doesn't look at them at all. She's just nope. like, go ahead, boom. You got it. D- didn't count it. Didn't do anything. Like what? Yeah. We, nothing. Zero. And then they get it. They get into onto the airplane. They're in first class. Yeah. All the kids are in the back. These kids are not old enough for so, you to be doing this. I Googled and the the, fl- the flight attendants taking coats. When did when did that ever happen? That was the thing. Like this was, was filmed in like yeah, like like because I looked this up, Brandon, and it used to be like it wasn't like it was more for like affluent families, right? But like, well, it's a first class thing. I'm assuming, yeah, yeah. right. Like it was like the parents would sit in first class and they would put the kids in coach, and you it, back then kids were well behaved enough that it would just need the stewardess gently monitoring the or flight attendant gently monitoring what they were doing, you know. Um, but yeah, whatever I like the 90s and the 80s, and even going back farther than that, like every time I it's just like, how did anyone survive? How did how didn't everybody not get murdered? Like, if you like 
like it must have been just such a um there's a better moral compass in the world i feel like there was absolutely not there was absolutely not a better moral compass there wasn't a worse moral compass but there wasn't a better moral compass it was gently better better than it is now hard hard disagree Uh, whatever but Um, i to to be to be like a, a psychotic person in the 80s and 90s with the urge to kill somebody like that's that's your time frame like that that would have been like you know that would have been the yeah. the the greatest time ever pretty so easy breezy yeah you could just abduct anyone um yeah no dna <laughs> nothing like that the, you know just fucking the, running Gosh. the Hold ongoing up. joke of uncle frank being a cheapskate is my favorite though like him getting on there stealing like, the salt and pepper shakers oh my god is it, oh this is real silver come on put it put it and then she comes crystal. back and it's real crystal. Oh, that's it. It's real crystal. And then, and then when he, when he's, I always remember the scene when he's like, nope, fill up, fill up, 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 up. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll look at Uncle Frank. Um, look at Uncle Frank. But it goes yeah. back. So, like, I love this part of the movie too, because it goes back and forth between like the plane and Kevin, like waking up this and realizing. A, I, so, I have in my notes here, this is a prime example on why you shouldn't have a big house. This is, you know, this is a, a this is a warning call for everybody with their fucking McMansions. This this and then I also wrote this this movie is a scathing indictment on capitalism, greed, and excess. <laughs> you you would take it there. I it is every 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 problem that comes up, you can trace back to greed and excess. Why they leave the kid? Because the house is too big. Why'd they have a big house? Because they couldn't stop fucking and having kids. <laughs> Just nothing but greed. Oh, I love when if you, you sprinkle hate all over things. Is if you have more, if life. you have more than three kids, you're a fucking idiot. Okay. <laughs> <God. All right. laughs> um, I loved Kevin coming down from the attic, though his bedhead. Um, but, I really like top notch, dude. Top notch. I've never related to something in a movie more <laughs> in my entire life. Like that was, like, if you could cut a headshot of me waking up from eight years old, that's it. The exact yeah. same style of bedhead. It just, it was. Oh, and I love how he like they show him, and he like he goes through his routine. He pees, yeah. goes downstairs turns on i think it's like it's a wonderful life or like the old miracle on 34th street on like did you guys have the old kitchen box tv too oh my god when we upgraded from just the box to the one with the vcr on it that's a big deal it's a big deal um i remember like watching like bulls games on wgn (laughs) I, i remember watching the Magic play the Pacers in that uh, Eastern Conference Finals when the first year Jordan was out and the Swans man. I don't know if that's probably I don't think Swans men are things anymore, but he literally just hung out with us in our kitchen and finished watching that game because it was so good. Oh, the like the delivery, the food delivery guy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Swans man. Yeah. Uh, You remember that? Yeah. Yeah. They're still around. I see the trucks every once in a while. Okay. I, I I doubt they're uh, sticking around and watching Bulls games or uh, basketball games, but yeah, this, this, welcome to Nebraska, right? 
Anyways, yeah, and he would come over and be like, hey, you guys see anything? Oh, yeah, we got it. So anyways, um, what are so, you what are you guys ordering from Swans so much? <laughs> dude, they had all kinds of good frozen, like like quick frozen meals. Cause like like this is it the times were different in the 90s. Like my sister was four years older than me, and at 10, we were left to our own devices in the house. And and like parents had to work and babysitters were expensive. And so very quickly, Heidi was a babysitter, and I was a baby. And you know, we just, we figured it out. And so we would have to make our own meals and like those little like frozen sandwiches and stuff that you could just pop in the microwave were really quick and efficient for me and Heidi to make. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. And you didn't have to turn on the oven, you know, you just pop those in the microwave. Oh uh, yeah. They didn't trust you with the oven. No, no. You know, the trust only went so far. <laughs> but anyways, uh, the, so it's going back and forth, but yeah, they're, they're, um, when I love Kevin just wandering through the house being like, Buzz, Mom, <laughs> Dad, Uncle Frank, is this a joke? <laughs> I don't know why that was cracking me up so much. And he goes down to the basement and he's like, the cars are here. He's like, what in the fuck happened? And then he's like. They did leave. They left the garage open. Yeah, which is which insane. Thank, thank God it's a detached garage. And then he's like, I made my family disappear. And it goes through like the the role of everyone being so fucking mean to him. And he's like, holy shit, I made my family disappear. And this was my favorite because it's just him doing what kids would do <laughs> in this moment. Eating popcorn, jumping on the bed, making like the biggest ice cream sundae that you've ever fucking That's seen. Way- that's way too much ice cream. Way going to going into Buzz's room. There's no clothes on any of these people. Sickening. <laughs> that made me laugh so much. Um, oh, grabbing the st- firecrackers, the BB yeah. gun. Well, he, oh, he, st- he steals money from Buzz too. Oh my god, that was. I also made a note of that. Right? He's like, my favorite is that Kevin doesn't go to the like parent stash of cash that you know usually you know where there's like a secret stash for emergencies. He might not. He might not have known where that stash was. But he knew where Buzz's was. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He knew exactly where it was. He's some chatter. Let's go. Let's go to. Let's go to Buzz. Um, and him shooting the starting lineup figures with the BB gun down the laundry chute. Uh, that was that was really good the, stuff too. The thing that was throwing was the laundry chute in the kitchen. That's what was throwing me yeah. off. I was like, "That's a weird spot for the laundry chute." But uh, yeah. who knows? Laundry chutes everywhere. It probably was all. I mean, that's a huge house. Say, so it's probably just a chute centrally I'm, located. I'm hoping they had other access points because otherwise, if you got to, like maybe out, their bedroom he, was above the. Kitchen. Yeah, like that would because I was thinking about like if you're gonna. If you have to take the time to walk all the way down to the kitchen to put it in the chute, just walk one more stair. Go to the well. There's probably basement. one upstairs, right? And then there's well, probably no, yeah, bedrooms on the lower I'm... floor, and so it's like each each floor has a centrally located. I don't think there's any bedrooms point. on the lower floor. I think the, it was all the that. dining. Yeah, they gave us a pretty good layout of the fucking house. It was like dining room and and uh, living room and all that but i i'm saying i'm agreeing with you that the the shoot had to have other access points otherwise it doesn't make any sense from a, yeah. from a, from an engineering from a structural standpoint you know uh dude i i don't know i think that that so, can we, can we, Sunday was amazing can we talk about the can we talk about the wallpaper choices in all these rooms as well no, no brandon we're not going to talk <laughs> the wallpaper let's, is let's insane. talk about 
the movie that's not really a movie that is is so prevalent that's not i forget what they call it i was i looked it up and now i forgot but it was it's not an actual movie it's like is it okay no it's oh and i forget what the name of the movie is uh i'm so mad i didn't write it down um but it's not a real movie um so if you try and find it you're not going to um but this coming in uh hey it's snakes i got the stuff leave it on the doorstep and get the hell out of here you said you got some dough for me. Is that a fact? How much you, do I owe are you? you? Are you going to go through the wire? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go through the AC says 10%. <laughs> Too bad AC ain't in charge no you know more. What? Hey, guys, I'm eating junk and watching rubbish. <laughs> but before you, before you, I'm going to stop you because you don't need to finish the whole fucking thing. What? You don't need to do the whole fucking thing. But this reminded me. So I was, I was, I was re listening to some of the episodes. And then I forget what episode it was, but there was one where you were like, uh, you're like, okay, Brandon, let's, let's hurry up and get this over with. And I, you said that, and I looked down at the, the, uh, the bar, like the progress bar, and it was halfway through. <laughs> <laughs> like, what you're, you're, our, like, okay, let's hurry up and do this is like, okay, we got another hour. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, but you, you don't, you, you don't need to do the, the you don't need to do that. Like, Everybody knows you don't need to do the whole fucking scene. This is like you, I'm gonna this give is, you to the count of ten. This is you singing newsies all over again. This is, this is a self-indulgent. This is for nobody but yourself. That's okay. <laughs> to get your yellow, no good keister off my property. One, two, ten. <laughs> this is it's so good. Um the <laughs> I also really enjoyed the the interaction between the parents as it slowly dawned on them how terrible a parents they are, um, where they're like, oh, no, it was the garage doors, forgot the garage doors. And she's like, nah, just it, what else could we be forgetting? And that's where we get the iconic um, Kevin. Yeah. And actually, I thought about this, too. The Kevin here is really good, but I almost like the Kevin better in Home Alone 2 because she's in the airport in Florida and she says, Kevin, and then she like passes out. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I think that's so, fun. Yeah. I like that one a little bit better. Nothing better um, than a good, good faint. And uh, when uh, Macaulay Culkin takes the toboggan out the down the stairs, out the front door. I was thinking to myself, why doesn't he just go down like an actual hill he can go outside just go 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 you might not have access they used to they used to close off streets um they used to close off streets in wayne big mike actually almost got in a fight because a car um moved the barricades for the hill that they always closed off and almost hit us (laughs) and big mike like got it's the first time i've ever seen my dad he was like in the person's face, like gonna fight them for almost killing his kids. Um, it was awesome, but yeah, <laughs> might not have had access to a hill, you know. Um, and there, it's, it's there, sub- suburban Chicago, I gotta imagine there's a hill right down the street, right? And I mean, it depends how close they were to the city, and I don't know, you know, it's just um, there's, there's, there's still hills in the city. Wait, did. I got to talk about Uncle Frank again, because when they're trying to console and he's like, terrible, it's just terrible. If it so makes him feel better, I forgot my reading glasses. 
Oh, I don't know God. why Uncle Frank was the star of the show this time around for me, but that guy being the worst was like a real great storyline that I followed very closely this time around. <laughs> Uh, and okay we haven't talked about marv yet either because between the two wet bandits harry and marv marv is my favorite because they're like yeah they could have they could have toys and and harry's like no like jewelry and cash like god damn it harry harry does say something at the very end of that line that i fucking cracked up he's like they could have fine jewelry you know, uh, cash stacks or whatever, and then he uh, he ends it cash with hoards. cash hoards, and then he ends it with or odd marketable securities. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck is it? are you trying? Are you thinking you're gonna find like stock options? Is that what you're you're hoping for? <laughs> Did, fun fact too. I got another. I got a lot of fun facts for this because I was doing some some research for this before this. Shockingly, I, I did a little research before this, but I and and I may not be exactly accurate, but um, I I, <laughs> I did I did a bunch of research. It's probably good, wrong, but <laughs> good Goodfellas and Home Alone were the one-two punch of this year for Joe Pesci. So okay. he like followed up Goodfellas with home alone and i think they were really close in the same time frame it was either it i think it might have been like within the same like six months of each other like these were released here yeah go to the tape wall um because when when was when was was home alone released in in nine 1990 um, i was looking for a month heath one second i'm just gonna scroll up goodfellas was september the end of september I was, I'm assuming Home Alone was probably Christmas time, right? Why, that yeah, would make the most so. sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah, November 16th. So, yeah, two months, two months apart. Yeah. And what? Talk about like some prowess, Joe Pesci. My God. And this is probably not too long after my, my cousin Vinny, right? Um, or is it? Because that movie is a, a classic, too. Um, my cousin Vinny is ninety two, so two two years two years after. And, J, he, JFK was ninety one. Lethal Weapon three it was ninety two. Did he? This was prime Pesci. Yeah, Pesci was uh, at the peak. Man on Fire of, was eighty seven. That was a little before, but um, yeah. Um, we got to talk about Lethal like Kevin two never calling nine one one though, like. Well, the, the wet so bandits we got, creep we, up on him we need to talk while about he's that. watching the Grinch. So he's watching the Grinch. He falls asleep. That we get introduced to Harry and Marv as the wet bandits. They're walking up on his window, and he just starts flipping on lights and stuff and hides under the bed, but does not call nine one one. In his defense, well, because they they left, they ran away, right? They left right away. Yeah, they left um, right away because they were like, "Oh shit!" But still, like you I are taught. To call nine one one right away, but he know okay. So first of all, they they've never taught him a thing in his life. His well, parents true. are terrible. And second, parents, se- yeah. second of all, if he calls the cops, his his weekend's over. His 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 that's true. His, his they're going to rain home, on his parade. His home aloneness is over if he calls yeah. the cops. Yeah, um, and honestly, I probably wouldn't have called the cops in that situation. Well, because he thinks his family disappeared too, I guess. Like that's the one thing. Like he exactly genuinely. He's, he's like, if he calls the cops, he's like, they're gonna throw me in a fucking orphanage. Yeah, and, he, and I'm not you know gonna live you, that life. You know, I hate fucking orphans. He's yeah. That's, <laughs> you're dependent on that one. Um, 
but yeah, so that I, I didn't excuse that. The phones we do need to talk about though, because I it took them so long to get the phone lines back up. It took like three days. How did he order a pizza? And they called the neighbors. They called the neighbors. You would think if the phone lines were down, it would be more than just one house, right? Oh, that's a good point. That's a plot hole, Brandon. It's a big old fat plot hole. I just don't. In no, my, in did my you mind, feel bad for the airport lady in France too, where they just fucking ripped the phone out of her hands and hung oh, up her the, phone the call? Phones, that was yeah, fucked yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, that was I was weird. like, Jesus, I didn't remember them being that rude to that lady. Yeah. They were super yeah. and she that lady that that lady didn't speak English. She had no idea what was going on. <laughs> I also used to this is I used to quote a lot of really weird things, but when Kevin would walk out of his house and be like I'm not afraid anymore. <laughs> you hear that? I'm not afraid anymore. I quoted that a lot as a kid. That was That's a good one. That was that was in there a lot. And then he immediately gets terrified of old man Marley. Uh, oh, dude, old man Shovel Marvin. Slayer. Did you see uh. so but back to back to Marvin and uh and Pesci? What, what was his name? Harry. Marvin Harry. Yeah, uh, Harry Marvin. Did you see the the name of their plumbing company? Oh, I didn't pay attention to it. No, it's, what was it? It's OK Plumbing and Heating. <laughs> but like O-H-K-A-Y. Oh, I got great. a lot more to say about Marv. He was he uh, was Marv, my favorite part Marv, about, of did, this movie as a kid. Brickma from Rookie of the Year. Yeah. Yeah. This is, Dan, uh, Daniel Stern's a, a national treasure, too. Yeah, um, um, the, wait, the, the, the phone call that she has with the police department is dude, also the, amazing. When, when she's talking to, it's a real quick, because it's real quick because they cut away from it pretty quick. But it, when she's talking to the family crisis guy and he's eating a donut and it and falls the piece of donut gets- out of his mouth onto the edge of the <laughs> phone and just la- just stays there for a good couple of seconds. Amazing. I, that is like, I, that is the one part of this movie that I star <laughs> and never forgotten since I was a little child is the weird moment that they just let this as he was eating like it was just a gen you know like it was this unscripted moment in time that made the scene feel so and my favorite was that they keep fucking calling her hyper yeah hey hyper online too I thought that was so good. Rose hyper online too. Um, and he just jumps in. He's like, has he been in a violent incident with a family member? Has he ingested any poisons? <laughs> oh. And when she's like, pick up, pick up. Yeah. Oh, hi, ma'am. It's you. We'll send an officer over to check on your son. And we got to talk about this officer doing the least. Uh, I, this goes. This goes back to the 90s and it being just like, you know, I just pounded on the door for five minutes and yeah. screamed at the kid, and he it, it seemed like he was not he's there. Eight, he's eight years old. He's fine. You yeah. Know? <laughs> <laughs> and that's what Buzz says, too. I'll, we'll get to it later on. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's just like, yeah, if that little dweeb can't. He he deserves some of this. You we, know? we we definitely got to get to that because I that his little yeah. his little monologue to his sister is fucking hilarious. I. What about? Kevin's monologue to himself in the mirror when he's like, for like, so there we see her trying to get back. Like, then this is where the family splits, right? And we have Catherine O'Hara's, uh, the mom's journey back to Kevin. We got the family in France and we got Kevin's journey being home alone. And we got Kevin go, This is that I thought this was insane. So I'm going to say the whole thing because this, I was like, What the fuck? Um, 
He's like, I took a shower washing every major body Ugh. part with actual soap, including all my major crevices, including in between my toes and in my belly button, which I never did before, but sort of enjoyed. I washed my hair with adult formula shampoo and used cream rinse for that just wash shine. I can't seem to find my toothbrush, so I'll grab one when I go out today. Yeah. Whoever yeah, wrote that and I, I do, deserves I do. a medal. I do want to say to everybody out there listening, for the love of God, clean out your belly button. Yeah, yeah. There, yeah. So you want to you want to talk about weird Reddit shit? I got went in a, a like a Reddit thread hole one time about how somebody had like I forget what exactly it was, but essentially it was a bunch of people telling stories about how they don't clean their belly buttons, and like it was the grossest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Clean your belly buttons, guys. It's a well, how it's, are they? I mean, I got a lot of questions on their showering technique. Exactly, if they're yeah. missing their belly button, like yeah. I don't know. Did you just just anyway soap up a finger, stick it in there? My <laughs> God, okay. It's, clean, this clean is where your, we get the first. Your, clean your belly button, though. It's a it's a dark hole where moisture gets trapped. You need to clean it. The unless um, it's an Audi, but you should still clean your Audi. That's, all right. So belly button talk aside, <laughs> this is also where we get Kevin's first cheek pat with the ah well, with welcome the to, uh, That was fantastic. Welcome to belly button talk, everybody. This is brand <laughs> uh, The cheek pat with the brute was amazing. Like, did your did your dad use brute? My dad did. My grandpa did though. Big Mike had Big Mike had brute aftershave. Yeah, my grandpa was like a that. was a big brute guy. Um, <laughs> that's that scream that we were I, I i think we talked about this before we started recording that scream though i it's because it's been it's been years since i've watched this movie and i always just remember the scream like the scream hands on the cheek thing being like probably in regards to like seeing the burglars or something i completely forgot that it was the aftershave stuff yeah um and it's yeah. it's it's even more ridiculous because he didn't he didn't shave and so it's like it, it's, there's we, no cuts for it to burn yeah it's not gonna burn so him he, that's just it, that's just, him, no, that's just his, him it's him committing to the bit because he does it twice he does it yeah. twice well, he, does so, it this, like, he does it this this morning and he does it the next morning I feel like the, the the joke is either one of two things, right? It's either one that Kevin has watched his dad yeah. do this so yeah. much that he's just he's just he just is like this but is that, an adult's routine, and then brings, you yell afterwards. That brings up another question: Is yeah. his dad making that face after and that scream after he puts on aftershave, <laughs> where he's just holding his hands there? He's, he's probably just going ah. Okay. <laughs> uh. Uh. <laughs> That's I, I and when when they because we learn Harry and Marv learn that Kevin is home alone because Marv is playing with the toys under the bed and Harry's like digging through shit to try and like get the real stuff and they hear the yeah. message well, they're, 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 from his dad robbing, on the machine the robbing, robbing the, the whole neighborhoods essentially yeah. yeah um and and Marv so I wrote this down Marv is over there plugging sinks and turning turning them on and they're the wet bandits he's flooding the house that's such a dick fucking move the amount of water damage that that is going to cause is well, insane didn't you see Harry's reactions like you're sick Marv yeah. you're sick you're yeah. sick like because you see the Murphy's house like that's ruined yeah like their house is ruined oh yeah that's mold you you, you have to you have to scrape that and build it up build something new that's that's yeah, done it's 
It's I also love we're eating silver tuna tonight, Harry. Marv's <laughs> <laughs> fucking lines in this are are so good. And um Kevin's line in the store when he goes to get his toothbrush and he's like, Is this is this from the is this approved by the American Dental Association? I don't know why. I always got a really big kick out of that because that's like a weird thing that kids would get hung up on. It's like, hey, I need a need a real toothbrush. I had a lot of dentists come into my my class, tell me I got to have one approved by the American Dental Association. Not that cheap shit. It's uh, dental propaganda in schools, Brandon. Big dentist, man. Yeah, big dentist. And this is this is also fantastic because we have. A child of eight who is obviously in this store alone being chased down by a cop over a night, like a 50 cent toothbrush. Well, so, so you're the South Bend, what's the South Bend shovel slayer? He comes walking yeah, scares in, right? him, spooks him at and the he, register, he has, and he and takes then he off with the toothbrush and he accidentally um, becomes a thief. And he was, feels real bad about it. I feel yeah, bad for him. That, like was the, that was the exact moment where I wrote down in my notes, I wish I really want to be this neighbor. Um, because like that's the kind of power You're I want. That's the power I want to have in the neighborhood. Was where if I walk into a store, it clears out. You know, they're like, "Oh they're fuck, like, get the fuck away!" Like oh, I walk into God. like the local village inn or the local Denny's, and everybody's just like, "Oh, time to go, guys! Time to go!" Oh <laughs> my God! And this and this is where um after. The scene in the store. This is where Marv is coming out of. He's turning on the wait, water wait, and he's si- laughing. You're skipping the most important part here. The what? most important, well, the second most important part of the movie. The most important part of the movie is obviously Averyman. Second most important part is he's he. So he runs out of the store, right? Then yeah. the the worker is sees a cop and he's like, "Hey, stop that kid! He's a shoplifter." Shoplifter. And then the cop starts chasing him through the park or whatever, and they get onto this the little ice rink where everybody's yeah. like skating around and playing hockey. It's epic. We're in we're in suburban Chicago. I don't granted I don't we don't know what part of suburban Chicago, but what are the chances that a young Dean Portman is on that same that very same ice? What if he's one of the hockey players? Did you see him? They were too old. You, you, everybody was too old. There were a bunch of kids on there too. Heath. I don't know. I didn't really pay attention to that. You know, you know one job, Heath, and that's See, to, that's Portman that's to always know where Portman is. Okay, so Brandon, let's think about Dean Portman as a person, and then his background. And I'm just gonna assume that he was probably not from a family that would go family skating in the park during Christmas. Well, no, I'm assuming he's there by himself. He's doing a little pickup game. You know, I'm just saying. Um, Let's see, I'm, I'm, where's Morgan Park? I did. I always did love Morgan like Park. Kevin sliding across the ice and like going in between the dude's legs and stuff. That was that was good stuff. I wonder. Do you? I wonder if it's possible to figure out which. There's no one in this world that cares about which park that is. Well, I'm just trying to see if if we can know what's uh what suburb they're in. Trying to figure that out. Winnetka. They're in Winnetka, Illinois. Let's see how far away that is from Morgan Park here. Oh, it's pretty far away. All right. Well, question answered. Winnetka is right on the lake there. Oh, okay. It's real close to O'Hare Airport, too. So 
Um, All right. So that quick journey to the airport makes sense. That that makes more sense. Um, Let's see. Morgan Park here, though. Oh yeah, we're on we're on opposite sides of the city here. We're uh, so that that, that would make sense though, because because Portman is uh, he's in South, he's in South Chicago. Yeah. All right. So and uh, the the Richie Rich Irish Mafia family up here and fucking Winnetka, right on the lake. You fucking sons of bitches, cake eaters. Um, but this is okay. So we get Marv going back out and this is where he the, he talks to he debuts the name and before he debuts the name i always this is insane too he keeps stealing snow globes and taking gum and putting it on the bottom and sticking them to the van yeah. did you notice that yeah that's gross how else are they gonna stay oh my god i don't, I don't know but it's just i'm surprised harry let him do that um but then he's it's <laughs> like you did it again didn't you he's like what's so funny why are you laughing you did it again didn't you i told you not to do it he's like harry it's our calling card we're the wet bandits <laughs> i fucking love barb and this is where they almost hit Kevin. It's a pretty iconic scene where they're, come, yeah. they're arguing and they're coming down the driveway. And then Kevin's like, ah, and they stop. And he's like, hey, you know, Santa well, doesn't deliver to roadkill. I think yeah. he says to Kevin, yeah. oh my God. I, I love this scene because then he's, he like gives or Sandy that, don't visit the funeral home, little that's boy. That's, that's what yeah, they yeah. say. Yeah. Um, but so he recognizes Pesci's little gold tooth. Yeah. And uh, he like freaks out and starts walking away. And then they do the worst job of following him. Yo, <laughs> Like, right behind him right behind him and when he stops they stop and then and then the best and then part he is, starts running and they're like why is he running yeah the best part is yeah he starts running and marv pesci goes i think it's pesci he turns to marv and he goes you're right dude he's hiding something why would he run why would he run yeah like, why I mean, would a kid you're, run you're driving a... right behind him in a fucking van dude you almost <laughs> run him over you say you tell him that sandy doesn't visit funeral homes little buddy like that's scary shit for an eight-year-old and then you're following him of course he's gonna run yeah. oh my god but this is where i love this scene too this is one of my favorites where he runs back into the house and he gets the full setup and we got where did get all these mannequins, man? The Chris, I thought the same thing. To have the mannequins having, he's pulling the strings at the dinner table guests. Yeah. He's we got the mannequin on the record player, the MJ cutout on the train. <laughs> legendary, good. legendary stuff. Come yeah. on, yeah. I was wondering, um, I was like, where the fuck did you get all these mannequins? Oh, and we for we he hides from them at the church and yeah, in the to, nativity to get, scene, to away, the, yeah. yeah, to get away, and then they circle back, and that's when the house is popping. Yeah. Um. And then, and then this is where, right after that, this is where we get our boy Averman because yeah. at the house in France, we get Uncle Frank being a dick so about the shrimp. So for for everybody, uh, a- yeah, Averman's in maybe seven seconds of this movie. This is the one scene he's in. So it's the Paris apartment. Yep. They're walking in. You see Uncle Uncle Frank walk uh into the living room in front of the the tree yep. and behind him in front of the tree in the background of the the shot is aunt a uncle little averman is a little wait what'd you say aunt uncle averman oh it, it's yeah like that, the Paris that's, family. that's the order of the people i thought you yeah I thought you were. I thought that's what you were calling him, like Aunt, Aunt oh, Averman. No, 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 like, no. <laughs> but no, but he's yeah, he's the he's the little boy wearing the blue sweater, 
he's the son of the the France brother. But yeah, that's him. He's that's his that's our ducks connection. Is seven seconds of Averman in a blue sweater in the background. Uh, I and I I, love I, it. I I will say Matt Doherty, you fucking crushed it, dude. Nailed yeah. it. Great scene. Great. Absolutely killed it. You know, um, poor, poor, his poor mom with having to deal with Uncle Frank. And then this is where we get your favorite. We get the sister saying, uh, this is so pointless. We're just here rotting. Kevin's home alone. Mom's in the airport. This isn't the, this is his sister, right? Not the cousin that left him, right? Not the cousin. Yeah, I think this, this is his sister. Yeah. And and the buzz is like, he got what he deserved. He could use a few days in the real world. <laughs> She's like, are you not worried? Like, don't you think he's flipped out? And this is the best. This is the creme de la creme buzz line. He's like, no, he'll be fine for three reasons. A, I'm not that lucky. Two, we have smoke detectors. D, we live on the most boring street in the United <laughs> States. So good. Love it. And the, the fact that the fact that his first reason is I'm not lucky enough. I'm not that lucky. <laughs> Oh my uh, god. And then, buzz, and man. this is why this movie is so good because right after that we get like the the creme de la creme of all scenes which is Kevin orders the pizza. We get the little Nero's driver barreling in says take it to the he back hit, door. Hit, he hits the statue again. Hits the statue again. <laughs> god, you know, just you know, put the brakes on a little sooner, brother. <laughs> get that going. Um and then just leave it on the doorstep and get the hell out of here. That's, that's how I get my Uber Eats now. <laughs> Like, this movie saw the future. <laughs> I literally put don't knock because like don't knock, dude. Like I got two dogs that are gonna flip out if you knock. Um, but yeah, so then we get, you know, the whole that whole pizza scene with the back and forth. There's not a kid that didn't try to like make that work, but it was impossible. So that was <laughs> that was amazing. And he's like cheapskate after keep the change of filthy animal. Well, he, cheapskate. He tips him what twenty cents, right? It was yeah, eleven eighty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, <laughs> oh my god! And then this is where we get the iconic ah, a lovely cheese pizza just for me. I loved this movie. My parents hate, and you know why else my mom hated this movie? Because I went through a whole cheese pizza phase, and my <laughs> to, to my parents. Cheese pizza was just uh, like flush of money down the toilet. There's no toppings. There's no meat. There's no veggies. What a waste, in their opinion. Okay. What a waste of life. And I so they good, were, Mama D was slice. not thrilled. Um, I also, did you remember her, the mom pawning her? I, for, I forgot about the pawning scene. I always forget about like where she's like, I'll give you my earrings, 500 bucks oh, she's cash, trying to get two on the, first yeah. class tickets. Like what she offered that family, oh. I would have taken too. Yeah, that's a fucking cash? steal, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Two first class tickets to stay in Paris for two more days. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. A hundred bucks for a quick hostel for an extra night. Big whoop. Wow. These people were like 95 years old. I don't know how yeah. well they'd hold up in a hostel. Well, you, you know what I mean? Hotel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, she's giving you 500 bucks. You use that for the, for the hotel. Yeah. Oh, my God. Or just sleep, and, sleep at the airport. Be a man. It's just oh, Ed. <laughs> yeah, she was offering, um, yeah, because then she was throwing in watches and earrings. She was throwing. She's in like, everything. is that and this is that a Rolex? Do you think it is? <laughs> that was a great line. That's that mob mentality, Brandon. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> oh, and a pocket translator. Don't forget that. Dude, pocket translator sure. in the 90s? Whew. Nothing wrong with that. Um, <laughs> and then after that scene, we get the scene that I started. He's singing. Um, he's uh, doing the the shower sa- uh, scene with singing White Christmas. Yep. You know, with the oh, brood again. There, there's, 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 a, there's another thing. So I want to bring this up. So going back to the the cheese pizza here, because it was 12, yeah. 12 bucks for uh, or eleven eighty for uh, a whole pizza, which is that's a that's a steal you can't that's yeah. you can't get that anywhere yeah. um and then he goes to the grocery store right going back to the grocery store and he buys this is that's next so you're you're going in chronological order the grocery oh, store is next because there's, I mean, I thought, I there's two there's the, two trips yeah. out there's two trips out there's the trip to the convenience store it's more of like a little mom and pop like convenience yeah, yeah, yeah. store to, for the toothbrush okay. or like a pharmacy and then like you remember the old school pharmacies like the mom and pop yeah, pharmacies yeah, yeah. that had a little bit of everything it was that and then he goes to the actual grocery I store so that's were, this I, coming I thought, in. my bad i thought we already passed the the grocery store no no we're, we're right here because um right after he's he's shaved he's ready he didn't you know he he's did, prepped he, did, he didn't shave he, he, do you think he do you think he cleaned his belly button again two days in a row why not he, he enjoyed it it's something he enjoyed brandon that's um, true and and so he grabs some milk and then we see him head to check out some of the highlights that he bought for me were wonder bread do you remember yep. when wonder bread used to have baseball cards yeah. oh yeah yeah, yeah. Um, that was amazing. The microwave dinners, the bag of army men for the yeah. kids. Yeah. Dude, playing with those army men in the bathtub. That's the bathtub. Yo, yeah, dude, those army men were I would have full on battalion scenes going on in the bathtub with a bag full of army men. I don't know. I feel like bathtub. It's just I, I never they were just always so small was my problem. I didn't like playing with them because they were too small. I like the I like the the big honking action figures, you know. Yeah, the, those the, aren't bathtub the figures, though. You know, it's. I wasn't playing with I wasn't playing with figures in the bathroom. I was never a bath guy. I was always I, I pretty much went straight to showers. We didn't have a shower in our house until a few years out. Big Mike had to build it. I was way to make me feel like a dick, Keith. Sorry, my well, bad. I'm, I'm just saying, I, like, why don't you why don't you just call me a cake eater, huh? Big, big, listen, listen to the shower in my first house, Brandon. Big Mike built it in the basement out of chem light that he got from, <laughs> from he that he got from Great Dane. Like they, he could take home spare chem light if they oh, like, and and so I had to be of a certain age before I could go down into the basement shower. I was poor, Brandon. Like it's, I lived a different <laughs> life, man. <laughs> not the not you the bougie bastard that you see now. We, we, weren't, we weren't we weren't You we weren't, weren't like, poor. You were just in the middle of nowhere in the Midwest. Yeah. It's just, we're <laughs> very we're scrappy as a family. Yeah. <laughs> um but when um in him cutting out the coupon for Tropicana, I thought that that was hilarious. And the interaction that he has back and forth it, with the lady is great. I, oh, I yeah, love it. Are you here all by yourself? Ma'am, I'm eight years old. You think I'd be here alone? I don't think so. Where's your mom? In the car. Where's your father? He's at work. What about your brothers and sisters? I'm an only child. Where do you live? Can't tell you that. Why not? Because you're a stranger. She, and he won. He won yeah. that back and forth. That's why he became a national treasure. That scene. I don't know who's that, that scene. That kidding. scene is good. I don't know if that's the one everybody loves, though. Do you remember how much he paid for all that, though? 
Yeah. 1983. Yeah. Inflation's a bitch, man. Dude, we live in a dystopian you, nightmare. I'm I pretty sure I, I, I haven't checked in a while, but I'm pretty sure just that gallon or gallon and a half of Tide that he bought, 20 bucks. Oh, it's 20 bucks. Easy. Yeah. The the best part about the whole thing is the bags breaking. Yeah, oh that's God. great. And the pain. He did like Macaulay Culkin. Oh, like we got he was only nine years old when this movie he was shot. He crushes this movie. It's, his facial expressions, he nails all like that his face when those bags break, amazing. Yeah, and like the way he just like slumps. Yeah. <laughs> Like it was just so good. Like that's that is the human reaction in that moment. You don't really scream. You you slump and then you scream. You know? Yeah, uh, it's good yeah, stuff. He, um, he he crushes it. He was a yeah a fantastic dude, child actor. I gotta uh, say, him just jumping in to start doing his own laundry is wild to me. It's just I I don't I know that, that would have been I, the last thing on my mind. And so it, the. This and she, a, Mama D would have killed me. Like, if she would have came home, because, like, I know he's, like, doesn't think his parents, they think they disappeared. Yeah. But, my God, if my mom would have came home, she's like, did you touch my fucking washing machine? She'd have killed me. She wouldn't have said fuck, but she would have killed me. So, uh, the, well, this they established, this is the, the kid that everybody said couldn't pack a suitcase. Yeah. And he's doing laundry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Um. It would have been great if if he if he like would have pulled uh, the stuff out of the dryer and it was like all pink or something like that. That would have been great. <laughs> uh, and when he's um, or like it's so all, this it's whole... like shrunk, it's like a tiny little shirt, like like a. <laughs> like he just because that's it. Like there's he's ruining his laundry, right? Like there's yeah. no way those clothes survive. <laughs> oh, especially in the, like 1990s washer yeah. dryers, those things it's gotta be really specific. Clothes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> specific with what you did um so while he's there's doing all more, these there's nothing more like anxiety inducing than like an old washing machine because it's just yeah. like what's what's gonna happen i have no idea <laughs> like the, the shared dice. ones that's, that's oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, god all I, right yeah that's great we, we had a we had a crazy uh like that's the first thing i look at when I like looking for apartments and stuff. So like, if it's the... shared laundry, I oh out, I'm out, done, out all the way out. I'm too old to be walking, walking down a fucking flight of stairs or you know the elevator or some shit. Yeah. Um, but also if like I like to do like the virtual tours or like look at the galleries. I was like, what kind of how old are these fucking washing machines and shit here? And if it's uh, because we we had one in Atlanta, the one we me and Danny shared in Atlanta. That was like a, a, a really old model. That was probably like a mid '90s model, and that thing fucking sucked. It was like, it was the worst. I, I you got to hang dry your clothes then, which is a bummer. Oh, I, 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 well, I, I hang dry my shirts. Yeah, like socks and like underwear. I'll, I'll throw that in the dryer. That's no problem. Yeah. not gonna. But yeah, yeah like shirts. Uh, we're like a uh, like a good pair nice of pants. shirts, nice hoodies, nice yeah. pants. Oh, I, I, I uh, jeans. I'm yeah. not. You don't dry jeans. They're gonna be yeah. Hang dry, hang, I hang dry any good pair of pants I have, and then uh, yeah, I hang dry every every single shirt and hoodie and it's just jacket and all that. It's just the way to go. Um, um but yeah, yeah, to the conclusion of this scene is another iconic one because 
Harry yells at Marv to go, like, just go check it out. Go see, like, nothing looks like no one's there. And so, and I, I don't know why I like die laughing every time, but Marv rattles the door, rattles the door, and he starts kicking at the doggy door, and then he loses his shoe they inside. Did, they didn't have a dog, did they? No, <laughs> so there was no point for the doggy door. Well, but Marv, they, they probably they probably had a dog. Either. Marv, R.I.P. Marv kicking in the doggy door and then and losing, losing his shoe. Amazing. It's, the best it, part. The best part is he goes, "Oh, oh shit!" And then he's like, he sticks his <laughs> hand in. And starts he's like, "Oh, whoops!" <laughs> Yeah, and so it's, and then Ke- this is where Kevin hits him with the um, the the movie again. Like he's got it all teed up and ready to go. And, and Marv's like, "Snakes, snakes!" A name sounds so familiar. Uh, I've heard that name before. And then those fucking firecrackers, man. Oh my god, because that's what scares him is he puts the firecrackers in the pot, and that's Marv thinks that a guy named Snakes, and it's a mob house, so um, that very well could be it, right? Like that's so maybe they know they're robbing a mob house because they're like it made sense, right? They're like, geez, some guy named Snakes just got offed in this mob house. We maybe we shouldn't rob it. Um, and so after this, we get introduced to the legendary, the amazing. John Candy. Yep. The, the and, pol- um, polka, polka king of the Midwest, right? Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, Gus. Gus Polinski. The polka king. Polka, uh, polka, hey, polka. The Kenosha kickers, man. <laughs> the Kenosha kickers. Uh, you know, they had some uh, the polka, 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 twin lakes, polka, polka twists, you know, pretty, pretty like, big hits for them. There's in like, the 70s. I love how he's um, like dumbfounded that she doesn't recognize them. She's yeah. like, she's so, like, oh, you know, and they start listing off every single song. Like, yeah, nothing, it's, nothing. <laughs> it's, it's like, yeah, it's fairly big for us in the seventies. And she's like, oh, here in Chicago. And he's like, yeah, no, Sheboygan. We sold about six hundred and twenty-three copies. I love six hundred and twenty. Very big up there. Um, and I love. He's like, you know, you've got a dilemma. We've got a crisis. <laughs> Oh, he's just he's he's so good. And so um they but they're the the polka band is on their way to Milwaukee. And this would never work today. They take a budget rental moving truck and they put all the people yeah, in the yeah. back of the Why budget truck. They would not like the liability of having well, you passengers don't, you and don't, you sign a waiver. You don't tell them you're doing it. Oh my god, chaos, Brandon. Pure chaos. They're not gonna rent like any person the with a budget is the not only- gonna the only thing they could get all the cars were rented Heath. anyways i'm all i'm saying is that's just not you, gonna fly well yeah you don't tell anybody is is the thing Heath. Uh, but anyways yeah so we this is <laughs> john candy is fantastic gus polinski the polka king and um he gives he gives the mom lets her hitch a ride in that budget truck the from scranton that- pennsylvania to chicago then on their way to milwaukee yeah that that uh, just skip ahead a little bit. The scene where they're uh, like playing music in the back of the budget thing, and he like tries to give her the flute. Oh, it's a clarinet. Brandon. Clarinet, tomato, tomato. That scene is so good, and then it, it sounds like they do a good job because it sounds like he jumps back in and it starts playing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you uh, hear it. I love and the. I for. They start. He starts like talking to her about uh, Kevin and all that. <laughs> yeah. 
he's just like uh he's just constantly saying the wrong stuff and at the end she goes oh maybe because he goes she says she starts like getting mad can at we him. wait for that because i i love that the stuff that, that he so says good. is unhinged brandon the, and the, like the, the 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 way she ends it is money it's a it's, it's fantastic it's the best interaction. it's like well you asked yeah you know, she's like, well, I'm sorry. Yeah, maybe we should talk about this. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like this is where um after that scene, this is where Harry and Marv realize it's like Harry, we're getting we're getting um duped by a kidney gardener. Uh, because they see him like cutting his own tree and doing the decorations, and then Kevin overhears them say they're gonna come back at nine. And he decides, you know, because they're they're gonna come back at nine because kids are scared of the dark. And this is a throwaway line, but I died. And Harry's like, shut up, Marv, you're scared of the dark too. <laughs> I thought that was so good. Um and then that's where it flashes back to the epic polka jam on the trucks. So, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, my God. Really good stuff. And then um, the interaction between Kevin and the this fake Santa I thought was really good because yeah. the, the fake Santa like pulls his beard up. He's like, oh, why do you think that? And he, Kevin's like, hey, I know how it works. And so he thinks that like Kevin knows how it works. But then Kevin right after that is like, I know you work for him. He's like, Oh, he's not a, you know, he's still a little kid, you know, like it was a quick reminder that he's still just a little kid trying to figure this stuff out. I thought that was nice. Like a good touch. And then like him, him giving him Tic Tacs. Yeah. Three, three, three little Tic Tacs. Dude, Tic Tacs were so like that. Everyone had Tic Tacs in the nineties. They're everywhere. Oh, it's good stuff. Um, And this is, this is where you get like the really Christmassy part too, right after that, because he goes into the church as he's going through his like gearing up. He's like, "What better way to plan my torture chamber than in a church, than in the house of God?" You gotta, um, get, you gotta get Jesus' blessing. Okay? Yeah, he's getting blessings from God to put these these he, robbers through the torture chamber. He, he would want this, okay? Yeah. Um, but this is where we get the the story of old man Marley. You know, hey, you don't have to be scared of me. I'm not that scary. I just got in a really bad fight with my son, and now I've been ostracized from my family, so I'm just grumpy and sad and alone. And Kevin's like, well, you know, I've kind of been a dick um, and to my family, and now I've got to make up for that. And they just have a nice little... Um, very, very heartwarming. Back and forth. Heart to heart. Yeah, you know, it was, it was the Christmassy moment, right? Yeah. Where everyone the- just... The old script flipped where uh, Kevin gives him the sage advice as he's walking away. He's like, you know, reach out, reach out to your son, because that way at least you'll know. Even if he doesn't answer, and he tells you to kick rocks. At least you tried. That was beautiful. That was a beautiful moment. I love that yes. scene. I think it's very nice. You know, and then and then we get the set like Kevin is setting up and he's just about to. And once again, we got this family in the dairy on dairy. He's drinking a tall glass of milk with mac and cheese. He just bought. Yeah, he just bought a whole brand new thing of milk. I know. But to drink a glass of milk with mac and cheese is too much dairy for your evening meal. Ugh, disgusting. (laughs) Um. But this is where we, this is the best part of the movie, right? The twenty minutes, twenty-ish these, minutes. Of, these the fantastic physical stunts everybody's doing, physical comedy. It's epic. This, this I I wrote I wrote down um, 
Because the big, the big thing, not the big thing, but one of the main things they do, he does is he ices all the stairs, and uh, they're just fucking slipping and falling. And he, yeah. you, you, I know as well as anybody, and you know from from our, our curling experience, falling on ice is a fucking dangerous game. So I could not. I was I was having some traumatic flashbacks watching these dudes slip on some slip on some ice here. My well, my, I, my my knee. I got hung my, up on like when did he use the hose to hose dead all down? Because like based well, they, they on the show, outside temperature, it. it had to have been like twenty degrees for it to freeze like that. Well, it's it's, it's Chicago. That's true. In the middle and, of the winter, it might have been twenty. And they're like, like we, we, we just looked up. They're like on the lake, so they're getting all oh, that true. all that wind. That's true. Um, that's true. So yeah, it's um, it's fucking cold. Um, but my so the back to the icing. My my knee is just now, like not hurting. Was which which ice fall gave you the worst flashback i i marv right like marv's fall wow. or was Mar- it Harry's? marv's fall down the stairs yeah uh wasn't like a flashback because it wasn't anything like my fall but uh that was the most that looked the most bit like he legitimately could have died from that that fall but, um and, and when he when he slips and falls in the crowbar like drops back down and hits him in the head. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. that's he's a like, really nice added him touch. like like spread eagle like using the crowbar to like crawl back up. <laughs> that's, that's so good. And when he's like doing the worst job ever on the door with the lock, and then he realizes it's just unlocked. Yeah, <laughs> because Kevin wants them to come into that house of horrors. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that, that, that is that, that fucking basement, man. With the with the uh, the eye the the what's it called? Clothing iron? What's it called? What's oh yeah, when they when the iron when he pulls on the light switch is it just, in the iron. Is it just, it's just an iron? Them? Okay. I, was, I thought yeah. there was a I thought there was like a fancy okay, just an iron. Yeah, no, um, and, and then it, but it, and it smacks him on the head. Oh. The grabbing the door, but the doorknob, did you notice it was glowing? So the fact that he grabbed a glowing oh, doorknob yeah, yeah. is insane. Yeah. Um, like he deserved to get his fucking hand well, then, with the uh, McAllister M imprint. There's that, on. and then there's the like just just after he gets hit in the face with uh Marv is like climbing through the window, and there's clearly all he has to do is look down. There's clearly thousands yeah. of like Christmas and, ornaments. Just look down, Marv. Look and down. the Marv thing is is great because it wouldn't have worked if he wouldn't have gone. You had to go to the basement first. And I like how Marv gets That's all true. the I way. Forgot. He is, he is, he is fully concussed right now. So he's, yeah, he's concussed <laughs> his, he's in his bare feet. Yeah. He is, he is contemplating the, um, what's the, sh- the tetanus shot that he's going to have to get because he just had an entire nail go through his foot. Yep. And he is, his feet are covered in tar. <laughs> It's like he is, he is, he's, you know, but the fact that, and then he just like straight up steps on one. Yeah, it's a rough day at work for Marv. Rough day at work work for Marv. And like when he goes to the window and sees that it's open, he's like, Harry, I'm coming in. (laughs) They bring that back in the second movie. Um, He does that and then he gets like completely wiped out. It's really good stuff. (laughs) (laughs) And then, um, the I always loved the when Harry gets the sticky face and then the feathers, oh, that, yeah, like, yeah. and then they they meet each other on the on the steps. <laughs> like it's like my God, what happened to you? <laughs> like they're like yelling at each other, like yeah. what the fuck happened to you? Oh my God, that is that's really good stuff. Yeah. Um, well, the, and the 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 blowtorch to the head—that's a classic. 
yeah the blowtorch to the head is classic when he goes when he goes in there um the he shoots marv in the or he shoots harry in the nuts with the bb gun and then gets marv in the face that's how it kicks off and then they go to the front doors like they split up after that is that the very beginning or i thought that was that's at the very very beginning wasn't that before doesn't he do that and then they leave and come back at nine? Is that oh, right? maybe that's it? I maybe think that's, that's what it. Happens. Yeah. Um, oh man, it's just uh, it's it's why here, Mark? Why'd you take your shoes off? Why are you dressed like a chicken? <laughs> oh my god! Both, both valid questions. Oh no, I'm really scared. Can better come and get me? <laughs> oh my god! And the micro machines, I love seeing. Did you were micro machines gone by the time? No, like, they were they're still around. They weren't they weren't as uh as popular, but they were still there. Oh, dude, I yeah. have um <laughs> Star Wars micro machine. Like I have a Planet Hoth micro machine. Okay. I've got an Endor micro machine. I have a full Millennium Falcon that is like micro machine. I think layer. I have the I think yeah. I have the Falcon. Millennium Falcon. It's good shit. It was micro machines were awesome. So I love seeing those again. Man, those old 90 toys were the best. Um, and then this is where they get walloped with the paint cans. Poor Harry loses his gold tooth, which is, you know, a real bummer. Um, but did you hear what Harry says to Kevin after they get hit with the paint cans? This is Joe Pesci. He goes, he goes, I'm going to get you, kid. And I'm going to snap off your cojones and boil them in motor oil. Jesus. I rewound it because Jesus. I was like, he did not just threaten to castrate this child and boil his testicles. I mean, he but did, he did. He did. He, the, the kid did knock out his gold tooth. So, you know. Well, and blowtorched his head yeah, and I, branded his hand. He branded that dude's hand with the McAllister M. Like, yeah. Kevin now owns Harry Brandon. <laughs> um, but this is where, oh my God, and this is like the nightmare of nightmares. They kind of catch him after the tripwire, and he grabs the tarantula and put it on Marv's face. Dude, I would have had the exact same reaction that Marv had. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. That is a thing of nightmares. And yeah. he flings it onto Harry's <laughs> chest and just wallops him with the crowbar. And my favorite is Harry retaliates and just like smacks him like three or four times at the crowbar. That's, that's really good yeah. shit. That fucking um, tarantula though, man. I, yeah. That was and the much. fact that when Kevin took out the shelves knowing that the tarantula's tank got wiped out and he was just like you know what i'm gonna do i'm just gonna live with this guy just gonna let him roam yeah he'll figure it out i'll figure it out disgusting Uh, it probably probably is one of the ones that um isn't poisonous it's safe like doesn't bite humans there's there's, i think if I, i could be incredibly mistaken but i think there's one type of tarantula where like it can't physically like break the skin or something like that so it's like can't really bite you i could be totally wrong though all our uh all our uh arachno freaks let me know how wrong i am in the comments arachnophobia is a i i think i talked about this but i i my i was being a shithead little brother and everyone thought this is the 90s but everyone was like you know what he you want to be a shithead kid and watch arachnophobia at five cool and they had me watch it and i watched the whole thing and i have had been deathly afraid of spiders ever since but like i but like this was my that was like my kevin moment right my parents were sick of hearing me 
cry and yell about it. Heidi was sick of me ruining her birthday party. So they're like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's let's laugh. And then they just laughed and laughed as I was like under the covers, mortified. Everyone was just laughing and laughing. And now I don't like scary movies. I don't, know if, um, so I don't know if I've told this story before yeah. uh, on the podcast, um, but I, I used to work at a movie theater, like restaurant deal. And oh, I was I working this. there right when um, the second of the new Planet of the Apes came out. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, so not the James Franco one, but the one right after that. Yeah. And this family came into like one of the morning um, showings of that movie. And they had a like a three or a four year old. And then they had like a like one year old baby with them, and uh, the only thing I could think of was these kids are going to be irrationally afraid of of monkeys and apes for the rest Forever. of their lives. Yeah, there, there's a scene in that movie where there's a one of the apes is on horseback with a machine gun. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> it's a great scene, but imagine seeing that at like three years old and then being like, "What the fuck?" Like trying to go to a, go to a zoo, like. <laughs> Like walking by the the gorillas and the apes after that, dude, I would be fucking terrified. It's, I don't know. I it's good stuff. But anyway, so the end of this um scene is Kevin gets away with the spider and then he does his zip line on the rope from the house to the treehouse, and then he cuts the rope as they're trying to car go across and then kevin runs to the murphys to call 911 but harry and marv finally outsmart him and they do not follow him through the house of horrors they beat him to the front and he's so small they can hang him on the coat the, hook yeah, on yeah. the door i thought that was yeah. pretty intense did you see the the water was still running too <laughs> i did I was, like, I was like kevin did not expect to have a pool to have to swim through to get out of the basement um but then they I remember being traumatized by it when Joe Pesci is like, I'm going to bite off each of his fingers. Uh, like the way he does that. Just, oh, that always got me. Cause like the way he grabs Kevin's finger, you know, he does such a it, good job of it. Was it you that I was talking about this with the other day where um, it's like the, the same force needed to bite through a carrot is all you would yes. need to bite through your finger. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and so. I can't unhear it. And that's what provided extra trauma to this scene huh? for me this time around. Yeah. Anyways, um, but yeah, and then um, we get old man Marley smashes him in the head with the shovel. And then this is where at right, then the cops finally come flying in incredibly late, you know, um, and they say, nice move, leaving the running water on. Now we know all the houses you hit. And Marv is like, fuck yeah, we're the wet bandits. <laughs> Put an imprint, baby. <laughs> um, which is amazing. And then this is where we get, they're back in the budget truck. And it's Wait, John did you talk King. about, did you bring up the neighbor, right? Yeah, yeah. Old okay. man Marley, Hulk smashes yeah. him with the shovel, knocks him the out. Old, the old South, Southman sh shovel slayer at it again. But I thought it was weird that he just sent Kevin back home. He's like, hey, man, go back home. I knocked these dudes out. I'll take it from here. Well, he, like, he, he didn't take it from there. He he bailed, too. They both bailed. And, and like, it just... He can't... So, two, two things here, Heath. One, Kevin needs... It needs them to be arrested at the other house. I knew that. For, you know, because, uh, yeah, he doesn't want the cops 
at his Dang. house. And the neighbor is the South Bend Shovel Slayer. He can't be, you know, mulling around the cops. They're going to figure it out. Yeah. I mean, once again, more proof that this is a mob house because we have a child who is taught at a very early age to distrust the police and never bring them into your home. I don't think it's distrusting the police. I think it's uh, the point it. of he doesn't. Because if the if he does it at his at his house, right? There's that's you, you got to fill out paperwork. Yeah. There's you know you got to go down to the precinct. He does he's, clean he's up got, the he's, mess he at his to, house awfully fast outside see, of Buzz's room. See, Everything brings, except for Buzz's room is back put back. If together. he brings the cops over, then he's got to explain this whole fucking thing to his parents. Yeah. You know. It's best um, yeah. Leave him over there. You know. I'm. I'm. I was just. Uh, I was just over here the whole time. Nothing happened. And then. Oh, oh, Mr. Shovel Killer can still hide away. Yep. That's anyways. But yeah, so that is how the wet bandits get caught. And so no one is home yet. Kevin goes back, finishes the evening, cleans up after his charades, goes to bed, hoping, puts out milk and cookies for Santa Claus. He does all that stuff. Uh, meanwhile, we're back in the budget truck and we get uh, this amazing interaction between the mom and um and and gus where you know she's like am i a bad parent and he's like oh let me tell you about the bad parents and this is like this kid this guy can't even remember his kids names you know this one never sees them um and she's like well have you ever left your kid all alone at home and john candy says well no but we did leave a kid behind at a funeral parlor it was terrible <laughs> Wife and I were all distraught after we figured it out. We'd left him there all day. We went back that night, and there he was, alone with the corpse. But kids are resilient. He came around six to seven weeks later and started talking again. <laughs> so that's... And then, that's what that's what she that's what she turns to him and goes maybe maybe we shouldn't talk about this and he's like, like well I'm just trying to cheer you up you, yeah, brought, you, it up. you brought it up <laughs> that is the most underrated scene of this entire movie oh, that so i never good. paid attention to as a kid gently pay attention to as an adult but once i started taking notes on this movie i was like i hit the pause and i was like he wasn't joking at first, I thought he was joking. I was like, I thought this no, is no. a joke. And, yeah. and then I was like, okay, and now I have to run this back and get yeah. the exact details that he left his kid all day and into the night at a funeral parlor with there the dead body. The and then there he is with the corpse. Yeah, yeah. six six to seven weeks later. Imagine how resilient. <laughs> imagine how harrowing of a time it would be if you were because tr- i'm assuming they left him in the little uh the, like the wake room yeah and he was just locked in there by himself yeah. with with the the like uh, with the what body a, what a harrowing ordeal that would be yeah it's, it's this is how serial killers are made yeah that's that's uh, that's my fucking nightmare i would uh yeah. i would rather die that sounds yeah. terrible um and so anyway, and that and we can we can rip through the end because we're now we're basically at the end. Kevin Kevin wakes up. We got some some nar pal on Christmas morning falling down. Brandon, um, like Christmas baby. Yeah, and and um, he's like, holy shit, 
is Santa a hoax? Like my family isn't here. That's what I wish for. He opens Santa, up the front Santa door, lets all the heat out, all the cold air in. What a disaster that is. Uh, Santa, but then Santa is for sure a hoax, though. Then the so. budget truck arrives, and you know, it is a a wonderful reunion between mom and son. And then he says, where's everybody else? It's like, man, they couldn't make it. And then boom, here's dad. Here's the kids. Um, you know, we're all home. And and she's like, how did you guys get here? And he's like, we took the flight that your psychopathic ass refused to wait for. And so it took her the exact same time to get home as if she would have just waited for everyone else. Yeah. But, I understand. Now, I would have done the same thing. But and also now she has a great Kenosha kicker story to tell everybody. So I mean, I would have done the same thing as her. I wouldn't have been able to just sit and wait for that fucking flight. No, know? not not yes. for two, not for two days. No, no. maybe I've done the exact same thing. Yeah. Even though it ended up being the exact same time, I would have done the same thing. Um, and then this is where Buzz is like, "Hey, Kev, pretty cool. You didn't burn the place down." And then he gets mad about his room. But it's like, I went shopping. I got milk, eggs, fa- fabric softener. And they're like, what else did you do while you're away? Oh, just hung around. That, that ending where he goes, just hung around. And then it like stops and pans for all the laughter was such a like 90s, like sitcom fucking uh, trope. I, I, I started laughing just out of. <laughs> it's fucking the ridiculous. dad the dad finds the gold tooth later and then we yeah. we see um old man marley reuniting with his family yeah he made up with the with the son and the the granddaughter yep that's why that to, i don't know if we mentioned that that's why he was in the church is because his granddaughter yep. was singing yeah, we in the choir that. did we yeah oh. yeah well never mind then I take well, anyways it was just it was all good stuff it was, I, I don't know brandon i this movie is so good it's pretty good. That's pretty good. It's a it's a it's a great Christmas movie. Um, it's solid. Yeah, it's solid. It's it's one of the more like it, it's. I mean, I told you it's in my yearly Christmas rotation. I'll probably no, watch it for you know no, multiple it's, times. It's no turbulence, but it's pretty good. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's that's how I know you don't know shit about shit. I that's mean, I do. The, when when do you start watching Christmas movies, Brandon? Because like, there's a lot of spectrums. Like, some people are November first, right into Christmas. Some people are he, psycho, you know like my answer. mom, and it's all year. Yeah, You're so not you know the year. answer to this. Yeah, well, not all year. No. It's, it's usually a uh, Hallmark Christmas in July is when I start popping off. You know, and and but you continue from July until December. No, not really. It's just the uh, I just I, I'll watch the the Chris the the ones that they do in the Christmas in July. Um, and then I I I probably don't really start watching like Christmas movies until December. Um, we always I as an adult on my own I always started first of December. You know I like to give like well, November it's due, but as a kid we would always decorate our house for Christmas over Thanksgiving break. Saying, and so yeah. like, that was a big thing. Yeah. Us. When I was growing up, we'd usually do like uh, a Christmas movie on Thanksgiving, like after football is all done. Yeah. Throw on, um, we're, my, my family was big into uh, um, the Santa Claus, Tim Allen. Oh my God. That was, that's that was our go-to movie. Okay. Nice. Not a bad, that, that is, that's not a bad answer as a family go-to Christmas movie. That's another one that Mama D, not a super big fan of. I was obnoxiously obsessed with it. Yeah. You seem like I a big, it all the time. A, you seem like a big Bernard guy. Are you a big Bernard guy? 
I was a big Tim Allen fan. <laughs> Dude, Tim, Tim Allen is a fucking maniac, man. I know, I know. I but do love Home Improvement. I, was Home Improvement I mean, was great. Was Did classic. you ever watch Last Man Standing? His no. like, his like alt right propaganda sitcom. It was ridiculous. I do love. No, I he is a he. So he's a big Detroit guy, which is where he's from, but. He is also he's a big Denver guy. He always tries like oh, nice. Last Man Standing takes place in Denver. He always like shouts. He weirdly like always shouts out Denver for some reason. So I respect that. Okay, Allen. But he is uh he's definitely a a, a right wing nut, and he that's seeping into most of his stuff that he does now. Did you ever get into? Were you too young for like the claymation Christmas movies like Rudolph and Year Without a Santa Claus and all those? Uh, no, I wasn't too young. I, I've, I've seen all of them. Uh, I don't. I'm. I'm not a huge fan of them, mm. especially like the like the all the weird ones, like the with like the heat misers. This that shit weirds me out. Not a fan of that. All right. Well, um, you're wrong about that. Brand. A year without a Santa Claus is easy. One of my top five. I, Mister Heat, you know I don't like. I don't, I don't like Mr. musicals. Son. I don't like. I don't like when people start singing for no fucking reason. They're not singing for no reason. They're singing to move the story along. Like if you didn't have the Heat Miser and the Snow Miser songs, you wouldn't know shit about those brothers. I don't want to know anything about those brothers. They're key figures in that movie, Brandon. The Miser Brothers. Um, but Anyways, no, yeah, right. I was I was never a big claymation guy. Not not really my 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 thing. Well, you're wrong about that. You're wrong about a lot of things, Brandon. But you're wrong about this for sure. That's right. So, but I, you know, it's I. I mean, the throes of Christmas movies. There's the. I just I love them all. I I I really do. And during Christmas time, I will test the waters of the the Hallmark ones. But they've got to like hit yeah, a they, certain niche for me. They, they 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 have to be the the more ridiculous the better they you know they can't. I love like the the there was one about like a radio station that was good I don't know they're all ridiculous and I, I love said, them all I, I think I think we talked about this when we did Love Always Santa I've seen I guarantee you I've seen every single Hallmark Christmas movie I couldn't tell you the plot or the name of any of them though. Well, yeah, you can. You can you can tell the plot of almost all of them, and in by describing, it's just a big town girl that goes to the small town and meets the local person, and then they find the true meaning of Christmas, and then well, that, they live not, happily ever after, and they reject. Not always. Sometimes it gets flipped. Like in Love Always Santa, it was the guy, the big city guy, who came to the small town. It's, it's okay. Same. The the big city individual goes to the small town, and it's either a family business or something. And then yeah. they wait. Do you remember um, have they Holiday have... in Handcuffs, where Melissa oh, Joan Hart right. like yes, literally yeah. kidnaps Mario Lopez yeah, as her Christmas date? That's one. that is a Do that you, is an insane movie that could never get made. This she kidnapped him. That's the whole the whole movie is about kidnap. And yeah. trying to justify that it was okay you on should, Christmas. Uh, that movie is terrible and ridiculous and hilarious, but it was also, uh, um, it was also like riddled with pro like problems while they were shooting it. Um, if I'm remembering it correctly, I think it's this that I think it's that movie where because they they were all shooting in uh, like a a a, a shooting at a cabin. 
um, for all those cabin scenes. And yeah. so they were all in, they were all staying in the same like house, same, whatever kind of while they were shooting for uh, like a week or so. Yeah. And every, if I'm remembering correctly, everybody got food poisoning at the same time. Yes. <laughs> and so yes. it was, right. uh, anyways, you can, you, can, you can tell how miserable, like if you go and rewatch that movie, you can see like the beads of sweat on like everybody and everyone it's is. because they're just constantly throwing up and having diarrhea from the food poisoning. It's amazing. All right, let's give a cakey rating. All right. I honestly have not decided on my cakey rating, um, so you should go first. Hit me with yours. All right, I'm going to go... I feel like you're, you're going to give it like an 89 or something. It's a 4.93. 4.93? Jesus Christ. No, uh, yeah, yeah, 4.93. It's, it's amazing. I love this movie, Brandon. Like this, I would rate the first one and the second one the exact same. Wait, no, that, yeah, because I... Because I rated Newsies and a Goofy movie like what four eight sevens or something like that. So this is easy a four four point nine three. Both Newsies and Goofy movie was four eight seven. Yeah. So four nine three. That's where you're going. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And 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 not that we're giving cakeies to Home Alone two, but I would give Home Alone two the exact same rating. Maybe a, a four nine four. Okay. That's that's hefty. That's hefty. That's a What's big, bad I, about this movie? Name something bad about this movie. The, like, the plot holes? Shut up. The, Get like, the fuck out of here. The plot holes, the like 40 minutes where nothing happens. 40 minutes or nothing? Oh my God. You don't get it. <laughs> it's a good movie though. I'm going to give... Uh, I'm debating here. Um, we got um, Joe Pesci where did, where did and Macaulay Culkin at the peak of their powers in this movie. And Marv, Marv fucking crushes and Marv. it. Marv, what's his name? Daniel. Uh, I think it's Stern. Stern. Daniel, Daniel Stern. Stern. Yeah. Yep. Daniel Stern. Brickma from Rookie of the Year. Yep. Now that's now that's a movie, Keith. That's a movie. Because I gave that I gave Rookie of the Year a four three. It's not as good as Rookie of the Year. Um. Is it better? Because I gave I gave Turbulence a three seven. Is it better than Turbulence? Yes, one hundred percent. I don't know, dude. Ray Liotta was, you know, dude, Macaulay Culkin, Joe clinic. Pesci, Daniel imagine, Stern, Catherine imagine, O'Hara. Imagine if you added Ray Liotta's character from Turbulence into Home Alone. That's a, that's that's a five star movie right there. Uh, and then, then there's murder. <laughs> All right, so it, what are you gonna give it? Uh, I'm gonna go. The the I will say the 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 main thing that it that is the the main hindrance of this movie is we needed more Averman. You know, we needed more than seven seconds of Averman. We needed him. We needed that 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 uh Matt Doherty less Averman charm to shine through. So that I'm for, for that I'm gonna dock it a little some points, okay? I'm gonna dock okay. it a little bit. All right. I'm gonna go I think it, I'm debating between a high three and a low four. I think I'm gonna go low four. I'm gonna go four one. All right, that's a, I I can that's a solid score. Four one. Yeah. That's a good score from you, actually. That's like basically five kicks. It is. It's it's uh, because we have uh, because like I said, rookie of the year was four three. I gave Sandlot a four five, and then Breakfast Club was a four three five. 
Yeah. So, so yeah, it's the fourth, fourth highest one for me. Yeah. Well, it's it's well deserved. It's a fantastic holiday movie, Brandon. Um, yeah. Merry you, Merry Christmas to yeah, all. Yeah. To to all the listeners, Merry Christmas to all, and to all a good night. I thought you were gonna throw in like a go fuck yourselves. Well, no. Ho ho ho! Merry Christmas. I was waiting for you to throw in keep the change of filthy animals. Oh, damn it. Missed opportunity. Thanks for listening, everyone. Please remember to follow and like us on Instagram at the Cake Eaters Pod, on Twitter at the Cake Eaters. Also, reach out to us via email, thecakeeaterspod at gmail.com, or visit our website, thecakeeaterspod.com.